Hey, John. Hey. Pet cemetery. What? Where you actually put pets? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's also a movie slash book. Um, Stephen King. If you're familiar. Who's that? I've never heard of. He's King. an author. Any, anyway. What? Uh, yeah. CBS's hot new show, Under the Dome. That's his. It's one of his. So crazy. Uh, Pet Cemetery is an old movie. Well, no, it's not. It's twenty twenty four years ago. So if that's old to you, I guess. Um, that's almost as old as I am. So. I know. It's getting there, I guess. Late eighties. Um, yeah. The whole premise is family moves in. Uh, to a new new house, kind of out rural, like fringes of a city, maybe. Uh, there's a big road right near their house. A lot of pets get killed there because it's pretty dangerous. But fortunately, there's a supernatural pet cemetery up in the mountains nearby that brings pets back to life. However, they're evil when they come back. But what would happen if you put a person in it, John? What would happen? They'd probably become evil or a pet. Yeah. <laughs> This the first one, but yeah. Damn it! Yeah. No, it would have been better if it like turns them into animals, but no, they just become basically zombies. And yeah, I don't know. It's 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 pretty goofy, but there's there's a great horror movie old guy in the movie, like the wise guy that knows what's going on. And he gets to give warnings in cryptic, spooky language. It's awesome. So that's why it is worth a look. Maybe it's on Netflix. It's a streaming service. So it's all about crazy old men trying to save the world from pets. Yeah. But you never heard of it, movie or anything? I, I've probably heard the name of it before, but like, okay. would there be any actors that would be recognizable in it? Oh, uh, like not not especially. Like some TV actors, like uh, Fred Gwynn, who is from The Munsters. He's the old guy in the movie that I was talking about. And then Denise Crosby, who was in the first season of Next Generation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so no, not really. I guess also the kid, like the the main kid who comes back evil, um, he was the little boy who says, I think, vagina in Kindergarten Cop. It's a pretty funny <laughs> scene. Pretty specific, though. Do you remember that? There's a little kid, and it's kind of sand stuff. Most, most of Kindergarten Cop is all about. Beyond his years? Yeah. Yeah. It's been I don't a long know. Time since I've seen that movie, it's one of those kid actors that you kind of recognize, which is weird in this movie because he's like two years old. So it's just like, oh, I know who that is. It's kind of strange. It's like childhood actor. Anyway, movies. The Ramones did a song for it. It's, yeah. Really? They did the theme song "Pet Cemetery," and they basically just repeat over and over that they don't want to be buried there. They don't want to live their life again. So there you go. Heavy stuff. Hey, did you know the Ramones provided some songs for the Tony Hawk soundtracks? <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I heard a that. A.O. Let's Go? That That's one of them. That's that's one of the classics. I heard that on a Proton John live stream. Ooh. No, I don't know. I'm just trying to did, I, hook it I into stuff. I don't think I played a Ramones song during that. What? On the Tony Hawk HD one? Oh! We oh, didn't no, talk no, about no. the soundtrack? Oh, that was on like Pulse, though. That was oh, Pulse yeah, that's right. Live stream. So that was I was like, the only Tony Hawk I've streamed is one. And that oh. had any Ramones. That had Goldfinger on it, though. The Goldfinger theme song? No, no, the band Goldfinger, the ska band. I, oh, wow. Okay, right. There was actually, like, a ska phase in the 90s that I apparently just missed, right? Yeah. That like, was a thing. Real Big Fish. 
Like none of those bands really come to mind. Not not like specifics. No, it's more just like Incredible Crisis had ska music in it, so I'm assuming this might have been part of a larger trend. Well, that's because that, the band there was a Japanese band that did that. It was like the Tokyo Ska Punk or no Tokyo Ska Orchestra or something like that. <laughs> okay. Wow. What defines ska music really? Is it like uh, the... usually a heavy uh, heavy use of horns? So oh, okay. Is it the beat signature not really part of it? It's more just the backdrops. Not horns. really, because like <clears throat> a real big fish has a lot of horns that they use in a lot of their songs, but like their their signature timing will change around a lot. Okay. Sometimes it'll be super fast. Sometimes it'll just be kind of like mid-level pop, poppy. It doesn't really matter. So there's a bunch of ska music in Tony Hawk games. Uh, some I th- I think I'm not sure if you can technically. I'm not sure if Goldfinger usually is classified as ska, but like Superman is a very skaish song. Okay. I I Goldfinger. I just think of that James Bond movie. So that's yeah, that's strange. You, to you've me probably heard Goldfinger because they did uh, a cover of 99 Red Balloons. I I am familiar with that song, so maybe I've heard this cover before. If it was big in the '90s or something, I was alive during that time. But I don't like that. That version was not a, a ska song because I don't think there were any horns they used at all. Okay, it was all, it was all just rock. Speaking of ska music, uh, that's kind of one of the many subcategories of stuff we talk about here. On a what's this called again? Goddamn perspective. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. We don't really have a host this week, so Sean is not here. Yeah, he's uh, vacationing somewhere or something. So, duties will go between myself, Jonathan, and Nathan. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, Hi, Nathaniel, Nathan. actually. Nathaniel, sorry, if we're going to go full-blown. Yeah. I guess I did use Jonathan, so I guess that's a good point. Yeah, welcome to the week before PAX. That's oh, exciting. man. You looking forward to it? I mean... Uh, yeah and no, because I have so much stuff to get done before it. Oh, okay. Like, you guys still have some big things happening, or...? Oh, no, uh, there's... Yeah, this is more for my own self. Uh, I oh, have to get, okay, yeah. There's going to be two review videos put up before I go, or like the second one has to go up the day I leave. Oh, okay. So like you have projects you need to wrap up before you go away? Yeah. And like trip logistics and whatever? Okay. But when I get on that trip, it's going to be nice. It'll be nice and relaxing, besides the 14-hour drive. Man, four days. Like I'm trying to think what that will be like, just having a whole extra day to check stuff out. It's probably gonna feel the exact same. It'll just feel like a slightly longer pax. Like Saturday, like Sunday will just feel like another Saturday. Right. But I guess like I don't know. I'm hoping I can check out more panels and then still just have that assurance that it's just like, no, man, you still got tomorrow. You can still check out the floor. So over the course of the three days, I'll hear about all these crazy games hidden in the corners somewhere, and then on the fourth day, I can check them out. Yeah. So it'll be a good chance to actually try to play everything for once. I think this might be the first pax people can actually play everything. And I'm I'm hoping like all the stuff I checked out at E3 will make that easier to do too. Yeah, you know, it, it it usually does. There's a reason like when I go to PAX, I usually don't check out much. Yeah, but there could be new stuff there now. I don't know, like the indie games. There's all sorts of new stuff all the time. It's PAX closer 10. to the Xbox One and PS4 release, so yeah, actually, those are actually be... probably going to be the booths to like either watch or like watch from afar because they're going to be packed. There was definitely some stuff for those that I didn't check out. Like if Destiny is going to be there, maybe I should actually look at it. Because people were saying, like, it's like Borderlands, but the Halo guys made it. So it's, you know, got that style. Could be cool. Games. There's going to be, like, I guess we're going to talk a lot about the PS4 and Xbox One later in the show. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll table that for now. But, man, we'll get to it when we get Panels. To There's going to be panels. I feel bad for Sean because he can't make it. Like, yeah. did, he have a ho- did he have a hotel booked and everything or a way to get there? I don't 
think so. like I think you know just not getting tickets was an early enough like mm. oh okay and I, he, I he sounded a, okay friend. with it like he was gonna I, roll that like the savings from this into other trips later okay because I had a friend who was actually offering a pass because he can't make it but I don't know if it it might be too late for Sean yeah no there, there was definitely some subreddits and stuff that were like hey man I got three passes that aren't going anywhere so like you know there, there's there's a few available here and there but uh. <laughs> Nah, I I don't know. I think it's too close to it now for for some folks. Yeah, but uh, if you know, hey, if any listeners want last minute trip to pack, <laughs> no, check I, I got someone out. else in mind for it too. In case Sean, but Sean had first dibs. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I just mean like if you're if you really want to go, there's probably ways to sniff around the corners of the internet. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Pro- yeah, Reddit's probably your best bet because I don't think they can uh, trade them on the Penny Arcade forums anymore. Oh, okay. And there's you get there's some weird way around it like you have to contact like uh, the people if you're going to will call to pick it up there. Mm, okay. You transfer to your name and stuff like that. It's it's a little silly. Oh, like there's it. an official way to like not scalp but trade yeah. tickets. Okay. If you were picking it up at a will call, if you got the passes, you just have to give the, send the person the passes within like the next four days. Oh, okay. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. I I think I think I'm generally look forward to having a good time. Just kind of a, just gonna be a lot. Just for I don't know. It's gonna, be so, just, it's gonna be so many people there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of people. But oh well, that that that's that's in the future. Um, what, hey, what 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 time of year? It's before PAX, so it's August twenty fourth. It's actually the twenty third. Yeah. I, I forget. We're not lying anymore. <laughs> so would imply that that's what we were doing in the first place. We're kind of skirting around, like you know, trying to anticipate when it would actually go up. But we're we're from the future past. Yeah. So, I guess if we're going to, you know, current events, hey, Steve Ballmer. Crazy, huh? Wait, what? He's retiring in like a year. Oh, dude, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I just heard that this morning. Ben Affleck. Anyway. Oh, let's... God. Don't even, don't even get me started. So many people are upset about that. I know. Let's 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 move on to the normal stuff, the, the video game stuff. All right. You want to take it or should I? Uh, you got a huge list, so I'm going to let you jump in here. All right, so I, I missed a week because I was had food poisoning, so that's why I wasn't on the podcast last week. Yeah, any like cooking tips or anything come out of that? Uh, don't I, I have no idea what triggered it. My current assumption is that that ready that prepackaged like precooked bacon, like kind of like the jerky style bacon. Kind of or... well, you know how like uh, like ready cook or ready crisp bacon, mm. like you can get like the bacon bits in like a pouch. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was putting that on some food and then couple hours later i got super sick so i don't know if that was what triggered it or not Hmm. that's the most suspicious ingredient so far yeah basically gotcha but it could be a number of things like i could have like had too many hot dogs or i could have there's so many things that could have gone wrong because i have not tried eating any of those things since okay yeah no that'll definitely happen like last time i got sick in a similar way was like chicken wings and it's just like now I just get vaguely nauseous around them. It's just like, all right, I guess I'm off chicken wings. I can't yeah, the, deal, deal with it anymore. The two times I've eaten food that have made me throw up were pizza and hot dogs. So it's just like, oh, god damn it. That's like a huge staple of my life. Yep. No more pizza. Actually, I just gave up on the pizza place that made me sick. And then yeah, they went like, out of business. It was a place in America for me. So, I mean. That's easy to avoid. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll never eat there again. Yeah. I won't trust that pizza. But pizza I, don't, I don't even remember the name of the place, to be honest. Oh, okay. That's fine. But anyway, so you you were pretty sick. 
but now, I guess while you were sick, were you still playing video games, or? Uh, on the second day when I was in recovery mode, yeah, I, I played some games. Okay. But, like, on the first day, <laughs> there was no way I could do it. It was me attempting to lie down the entire time, just, like, having, the only time I would get up would be to run to the bathroom to throw up. Mm, okay. But, uh, since Gross. I have two weeks of games to cover, here's where we are so far. Uh, I did finish Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, because the review went up. Yeah, I saw the review. Yeah. Uh, I liked it I liked it more than I did at the beginning, when I last time I talked about it. Yeah, okay. Last First time I was talking about it, I was only maybe two chapters in, a chapter and a half. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't feeling it. It felt super boring. But, uh... Like, is it, like, tutorial, kind of, or what is... In a way, but there's no, like, the only kind of tutorial would be, like, text will pop on the screen saying, hey, these are the controls. Yeah, okay. And that's it. And then the rest is kind of, like, figured out on your own. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, it's all, all, like, all these things you can interact with and all these townspeople, so you feel like, oh, there might be a lot of stuff to do, and then it's just, no, it's just, like, uh, added fluff to see how the characters, the brothers interact. Oh, okay. And then uh, the puzzles hadn't been too difficult that so far. And it just seemed like it was going to be completely boring, like no real fantasy to it at all. Yeah, I guess I didn't really know it was a fantasy setting. Like, some of the stuff in your video review, there's like some weird giant dude or something. Yeah, that's the point where you realize, oh wait, this is actually a fantasy tale. Oh, okay. So, it's like fairy book, like fairy, fairy tales kind of? Kind of, yeah. Or... Like, it, it just... It was, like, super, it like didn't even hint at it at all at first, and then, like, you get to the certain point, and it just starts ramping up slowly, but it just keeps adding more and more to the, like, the air, the crazy areas around it. Okay. Hmm. So, it became more and more interesting once you got past the super slow start. Okay. I guess you're the only person I've really heard saying it, it has a super slow start. A lot of people are raving about this game. Yeah, no, that game's got, like, an 85 on Metacritic or something yeah, crazy people like that. Yeah, pretty keen on it. Like, a lot of Journey and Limbo comparisons... Yeah, you know what? I even I even did that too. I even did that too because it's the kind of that's the kind of thing with Journey Limbo. Like it's all about the world around them, mm-hmm. around the characters, and that's what the thing with Brothers. Like, uh, the world that you go through is really interesting once you get past that initial lurch. Mm-hmm. But uh, the story itself is kind of weak, except for like there's key bits which I couldn't mention in the review because they were heavy spoilers. Okay, yeah. Like, my favorite parts of the game are all incredibly heavy spoilers, so I couldn't even remotely mention them in the review. Okay, fair enough. But, uh... But, uh, there's a really, like, powerful moment at the end of the game that, like, I literally yelled out loud when I got to it. I was like, holy shit, they're actually making me do this specific thing. That's... that's dark. Hmm, okay. What's the game rated? Is it... it's teen, or...? Uh, uh, I want to say it's E, actually. Oh, okay. But so no, I, th- I think you're right. I think it is teen. Okay, but but either way, not M or anything. It's it's more thematically. No, no, I mean, as Limbo is pretty M. violent too, but it's all stylized or whatever, so you can't really. Well, that kid just got eviscerated, but it was in you know black and white or whatever. I can't really see what's going on. So that means it's okay. That means it's okay. <laughs> it's cool. Like those are probably intestines, but I can't really tell. So we'll give it a T. I think that game was T. Anyway, Limbo comparisons. Um, uh, ra- yeah, rating team. I guess Limbo had like a puzzle-heavy element to its platform. Is it's not platforming though, right? Because you're controlling two dudes, so is it more uh, just like multitasking and like opening a door with one guy while the other guy goes through and then hits a switch or something? Or? It's it's more multitasking. Uh, there are some platforming elements, but literally you platform by just running towards something and doing it. 
So kind of uh, like a Zelda run off the edge of the... Yeah, except like you can't miss. Okay. Uh, okay. The only time like there's points where you can like miss your platforming is when you have to like jump from ledge to ledge like in Uncharted. Oh, yeah, okay. But at that point, it's like, okay, aim towards where you want to go, let go of the grab button, and then grab again by the time you swing to the other point. There were a couple points when I was playing where I would, like, because you had to do it both at the same time, I'd have one brother grab the ledge successfully, but then forget about the other one, and he would just fly to his death. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I uh, I liked it better playing through it, but it's also, like, a one-playthrough game, so you, I will probably never play Brothers again. Yeah, I guess that's kind of been a thing I've been thinking through in light of some of the stuff I've been playing, but I, I guess we'll revisit that later. Or do, do you mind if I just get into it, like, a, yeah, a little go. bit? Well, like, just, I'm not going to talk about Gone Home right now, but that's another game that kind of, you, once you've seen all it has, you're kind of like, okay, like, you can't go back, really, because there's, you saw it, you did it. And I, I don't know, I've been kind of trying to think through it, like, how I'd relate it to, you know, like, you can watch a movie again, or you can read a book again. But, like, there's usually a time between the next time you do that. So, like, do you think you could play Brothers again in, say, like, five years? Maybe, but I feel like if I'd, I'd probably remember all the story beats, or, like, they would slowly come back as I'm playing the game, which might sour the experience. Okay. Like, and there's not enough kind of, like, well, like, you know, stuff that would hold up, you think? Like, oh, man, that, that writing here, I didn't notice that before, but that's really resonant for me now or something, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's weird hypothetical, but I've been trying to kind of, like, think ahead with, like, some classic stuff. Like, you can watch it again or read it again eventually. And because you've kind of changed or you're in a different place, you'll find different things in it that stand out. So I'm like, is, are games like that or not? Because, like, there's games I'll revisit, but it's mostly because, well, I played this when I was, like, a kid. So this is exciting to me because, like, I remember this level or whatever. But it's it's different kind of stuff. I guess it's more like, you know, you could almost compare it to, like, because it's like an activity, right? So maybe mm -hmm. it's like, you never forget how to ride a bike, man. You never forget Super Mario World, you know? <laughs> or Super Star Wars. Like, you just know. So maybe it's like that. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of it that way. Like maybe it's like, a, yeah. It's like a, a sport you used to play, or like a game. Because it's a game. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just thinking out loud now. Went down a different different mental track but okay so the story is kind of not your favorite part of this game or yeah okay it, does the is the visual style cool or something it looked kind of warm and bright and such yeah and no it, it's very it's a very colorful game okay so if you you're one of those guys complaining about brown for third person shooters or whatever yeah this, this is not that yeah, um, exactly did you see any of the, like, I think I asked this last week, but, like, Starbreeze DNA, was there anything in there that was like, oh, yeah, okay, th this is the Riddick guys, that makes sense. No, nothing really hinted to me that it was the Riddick guys, like, there were no no hints of guns, uh, no... Or just, like, the way they handle, like, was there, you know, load screens with dudes talking to you or something, or... Oh, no, no. darkness like that. does that, but, uh, okay. No, it was a very it was a very artistic style game, very completely different from what I'm used to seeing from Starbreeze. And then like third person isometric or whatever as opposed to first person anything. Okay. So they're stretching a bit creatively. Yeah. Trying trying out different things. Swedish film directors or what it, what was it again? Yeah, it's a it was a well known Danish. Swedish film director. Okay. Huh. Alright, so check out the review, the video review 
um, mm -hmm. for more thoughts on that. But generally, endorsement. There's. Yeah, When's that come out for other stuff? Because that's kind of. I think I'm gonna wait until it hits Steam. Uh, I believe it hits Steam in like two weeks. Okay, so we're in that midway point where. Bring that back up here. Give me one sec. Yeah, I, I literally had it on screen earlier, then took it down. I, I know they were separated by about a month or something. Which uh, the dates I'm seeing on Wiki is August 28th for Steam, so in five days. Oh wow! And, okay. And September 3rd for PlayStation Network. Okay, and that was what, like fifteen bucks, or it was fifteen on Xbox. Okay, um, or, or twelve hundred points. All right, cool. So I guess others can check that out if you have a three hundred and sixty. You can look at that right now. Um, definitely, definitely some like week. positive rumblings going around the internet about it. So I'll I'll make sure to check that out before year year end. Um. What was what was next? Did you, like, did you get advanced access to some of these XBLA games, or are these all out now? They, these are all out now. The we got the the code for Brothers came out the day Brothers came out. Uh, the code for Charlie Murder came out uh, a day before the game came out, and the code for Flashback came out a day before. So okay. I'm, hope, I'm hoping the code for Ninja Turtles will also do the same. Okay. But uh, okay, so I guess the next the next game is also another game I've done a review on because. Uh, I was asked by Microsoft to re record all four some of the arcade games. I was asked to just do a video on them, like so it could have been anything. Oh, okay. But I chose to do a review because I wanted to try doing a review. And there I kind of aren't a lot of video reviews anymore, which sucks because there's so much editing time goes into them. Well, that's a... that's why there aren't yeah. because it's just it, it's a pain in the ass. I guess I just I remember I used to love watching those like a decade ago. It'd just be like, all right, well I could read this giant thing, but I just want to watch this eight minute video. Or whatever, five minutes, and then I'll know what's what. Well, it's it's a trade off because like I I write a, I basically write a review mm. and then read said review while like dubbing footage over it. So really, I'm all I'm doing is adding an extra step to the review process. Yeah, like I could just as easily put my my text reviews on like a site and be like, oh, well then John just wrote a review. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that you get you get a visual to accompany it and yeah. kind of. Hey, I, I, I like sheep. I like the idea of like visual experience going along with it. I think it adds a lot, but I can entirely see why some people don't prefer to do video reviews. Yeah, like I mean, I know Giant Bomb kind of opted for quick looks instead, so they'll mm. just basically show a twenty-minute, half-hour chunk of the thing instead of what they yeah. used to do. Because so like, there, there's not like the higher chance of spoilers. Like I, a lot of the stuff I show, I have to make sure like I don't put spoilers in because I, I I am currently beating all these games before writing the review. So was some of the footage we saw late in the game, just without context, or is it all pretty early stuff? Uh, I'm trying to think back of what I should... Yeah, there are some points that I showed were fairly late game. Okay, but it's just like, uh, here's some clouds, or here's a waterfall or something, like, you don't... Yeah, it was just more like the artistic sections, nothing nothing that gave away, like, location, like, spoiler-ish Or key events that happens or anything, okay. Yeah. But, so Charlie Murder is the, the next one... Yeah, there. Charlie Murder is made by Ska Studios. Uh, they did Speaking the dishwasher scene. Yeah, all Ska back. comes back. It's all about Ska. Mm -hmm. uh, made by the same guys who made uh, the dishwasher. dishwasher Dead Samurai and Dishwasher Vampire Smile. Yeah, okay. And uh, that Xbox Live indie game, I made a game with zombies in it. Oh, they did that? Yeah, I know. I was surprised about that too. Like, I I didn't realize it until uh, when I was playing Charlie Murder. I heard the same like the same singer. Oh, weird. I was like, wait a minute, and then look back, and sure enough, it was it was the same guy. I had no idea. I thought that was some other guy, like some that was his one thing he contributed. 
to No, it it was just it was uh apparently Scott Studios is only two people. Okay. So it's uh, a husband and wife team. And uh, the wife does all the art and I think does a lot of the business work and the dude programs and puts the games together. Okay. And, and this uh, is a kind of loot-based beat 'em up. This is a four-player loot-based beat 'em up. Okay. Uh, so kind so... of like a Castle Crashers but with hard violent style. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Castle Crashers is a like a lot of people in the comments have literally been saying this looks a lot like Castle Crashers. Like everyone's been saying that. Okay, is that good? Is that a good thing? That that's a good thing. Like Castle Crashers is a good game. Okay, I I think it's it's different in some ways, but like it's it's hard to convey that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the combo system's fairly similar. Uh, the, the looting system is mainly one of the big things that makes it like feel different. But a, a lot of the elements would be comparable to Castle Crashers. Okay. Is it loot like Diablo? Like, yo, I got a purple weapon. This is awesome. Kinda, but it's okay. more like, oh, I got a, I got a better like. It'll, I'll, they'll drop like a toque, okay. uh, a shirt, uh, some gloves or some chains to put on your gloves, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's three core elements to your uh, character for clothing. There's like the hat piece, there's the shirt piece, and then there's the glove piece. And each one has different elements, kind of more like in Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Like you know how like you, your gun because like oh this gun shoots acid bullets now my fists make acid bullets or like my shirt gives me plus thirty percent resistance to thunder. Oh okay. Like is there a randomized element to the stats? Then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's generating weird specific stats. Like, yeah, but like you'll is. you'll pick up all these things and then you'll sell them and if you go to stores like that they might have better equipment you can just buy stuff there that way. So mm-hmm. it's. It is Diablo-esque, but I mean, like a lot of people are going to make Borderlands comparisons because that's, I think, the bigger game lately that's been doing the loot system right. Right, right. Is it pretty like level-based, left to right, go kill the guys, there's a boss? It, it is primarily like the left to right, but there are some branching paths that you have to go down if you want to get like secrets and the good ending. Okay. Um, there so are... endings. Yeah, there's uh, there are many games in between stages, so like, that way you can play different areas. Or that they can play little things to break it up. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes uh, when they do a flashback, they'll have like a like the band will play a song. Okay. And you'll ju- you'll just play like a rock band style like music timing mini game where like you'll you'll have to press like A B X Y depending on what character you picked because like each character plays a different instrument. Mm-hmm. So if you're the if you're the the girl like she'll either be playing like the uh, tambourine or like the trumpet or just do backup vocals. But if you're, say, the drummer, you'll be, like, mashing buttons like crazy because, you know, when you're a drummer. Mm-hmm. Are there... So there's multiple characters you can pick from, or...? Yeah, there's five different characters. Uh, they're all members of the band. Okay. So there, there's Is the, that the name of the band, Charlie Murder? The, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was a guy. There's a guy uh, named Charlie Murder. The, the, name, the main character is also named Charlie. But oh, okay. I, I don't think they ever say if... Actually, no, there's a song that literally says his name is Charlie Murder. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so the band is also named Charlie Murder. Gotcha. Egotistical. Eh, I guess. Like the, the story is kind of about like this guy who wanted to thought he was like friends with Charlie and thought they were going to start a band, but then Charlie ended up starting a band with all these other people and he got super upset about it. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, like there, you you can play as the the, the lead singer, the backup vocalist, the the guitarist, the bassist, and the drummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all class based, so like okay, the 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 guitarist can summon demons. Oh, of course, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
and uh, the drummer will like use will be able to pick up cars and throw them, and like he can use his drum set to summon things. So he's like, the heavy kind of, or what is? Yeah, that? he he's the heavy basically. Okay. The the drummer is like gigantic compared to everyone else. Okay. Like the uh, you know how a beefy character in Castle Crashers looks? Uh yes. That's the drummer. Okay. I gotcha. Um, so. I'm trying to think. Like okay. Like, a lot of the beat-em-up stuff dates back to, like, arcade-era stuff, where it was, like, an hour long or something. Like, Double mm-hmm. Dragon or, like, Streets of Rage or something. Like, yeah. is this too long, or does it hold up the whole experience? Or, like, I you mean, finished it, it, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I finished it. Uh, yeah. And I started a second playthrough, too. Like, I, I enjoyed Charlie Murder. I will probably, once once I can finally relax again, I will probably be getting a bunch of people together to play Charlie Murder. More multiplayer on, like, hard or very hard. Okay, so it's the kind of thing you want friends around. Yeah, ideally. like, you, this is a better co-op experience than a single uh, Well, it's a beat-em-up. That's always the case. Mm-hmm. All beat-em-ups are always better co-op experiences. That's okay. like That's like an unwritten rule. Is there, like, a chaotic, like, can you accidentally hit each other and... Um, not during fights. If there are, the only way you can hit someone during a fight is if you accidentally, like, punch someone, if you knock back an enemy and they strike the other person. But I don't even think you even take damage during that. I think you just get stunned. Okay. But if you, like, throw an item or something, it won't hit them? I don't believe so. Uh, You can hit each other when there's not enemies on screen. You can do damage then, but, like, it's it's super toned down damage because they don't want you to accidentally kill your, your player. Okay. Okay. So it's just if you want to mess around or test combos at, really. Right, right. But is it is it pretty long? I guess is that kind of thing. Like, does uh, it keep it, giving you it, new abilities? It took me. It took me about eight hours to clear. Wow. Okay. Which, in like I say in the review, that's a crazy long time for a beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. And I, I did it mostly solo, and I took my time. If I'm sure, if you actually like flat out just ran through the game and just only did exactly what you needed to do, you could probably knock it out in three. Okay. Maybe four. But I, I and also it depends on how much you're leveling up and how you, and how many people you have playing with you. Okay. I'd imagine a co-op group running through that game can probably do it sub three, maybe sub two. Hmm. But you would have to know specifically where to go and even and uh, I guess not waste too much time uh, doing the stats and everything. Right. That I, that's where I lost a bit of time. Was customization could take a little bit of time because like oh I've got like thirty shirts. Give me a sec. Oh, to like dig through your inventory and yeah, but at the same time, the like it, it it's basic inventory. They're like, oh, okay, the anything that's gonna be positive for me is is lit up in green. Okay, that's cool. Okay, okay. Just like I could see that being a potential issue for me. Like, just like, do I have the patience for the same gameplay stretched out that long? Or like, yeah, like I like I say like I say in the stuff. review, like I say in the review, if you don't like beat 'em ups. You're not gonna like Charlie Murder because it doesn't really do anything new. It just adds like a bunch of cool things and kind of does a greatest hits thing. Okay. But uh, yeah, if you like beat 'em ups a lot, then yeah, you should play Charlie Murder. Is it is it funny? Like there was a few little like set gags in there I saw with the demo. Like it's just like, oh, I get it. There's there's a My Little Pony. I see what you did. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. It, it's in the playground or whatever. Like there's like some yeah. backdrop, you know, background jokes here and there. Is there written dialogue joke stuff, or is it not really? Mm, not really, no. Uh, there's there's some points that are just kind of like goofy or funny. Like there's a birdemic reference in the game. Oh, okay. There's there's a point where you are fighting birds with a coat hanger. <laughs> okay. And like they'll even like start like flat. You know how uh, and during that fight they're like flapping their wings, like staring straight at the screen. I have like I mean you haven't seen Pet Cemetery. I haven't seen Birdemic. I just okay. know it's supposed to be terrible. Yeah, like no, like there, the like there's, style. there's a lot of movie references. There's a, there's a pretty big saw reference in there too. I tried to keep out of the video. 
Okay. So, for Saw fans, check that out. Yeah. James Wan, pretty popular right now. But, um, like, no, I, like, I'm not dis- necessarily discrediting Birdemic, I just have not checked that out. Is it worth the watch? Is it? I have actually have not seen it either. I've seen <gasps> reviews of it. Okay. So, so the, I, I know, the Code I know, like, some... scene is the thing. The Code Hanger scene is pretty iconic. Okay. In how, and in showing how bad Birdemic is. <laughs> I guess I'll, maybe I'll just watch that then. But, okay. Birdemic references. So, horror uh, movies, they, they enjoy those. Yeah. Good and uh, bad. Poten- mm-hmm. Well, unless you don't Well, like I mean, the, other, like, okay. Uh, you've, have you watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. Okay. So, is there a point where he rips the face off of someone? Um. Because I've been trying to place that specific reference. Like, there's a point where a dude wearing overalls and a giant, like, jack-o'-lantern on his head has a chainsaw. Then he rips the face off of someone he's holding and then throws the face at your character. Not in, not in the original to my recollection because it, it's not really that violent yeah like i'm trying to place what that specific sort of reference was and like originally and i mask. originally i thought it was going to be silent hill okay but in silent hill pyramid head just rips off the all the skin off the person not just the face okay it's pretty like i don't know jack-o'-lantern head like what that would who knows there's well, a lot i, of I think that's just like a there. stylistic thing but it was like a dude with a chainsaw wearing overalls that just ripped the face off of like a, a random person and then throws the face at you and it slides across the ground gross yeah okay like there's a lot of really visceral like gory things in it too mm-hmm. so uh, it's 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 a dark comedy at best but i i wouldn't really go in expecting like funny times all the time it, okay it's, well it's like, i mean castle like, crashers is also going for funny so yeah, like Castle Crasher goes for funny a lot more than Charlie Murder does. I'll say that. Okay, okay. Um, but cool. I mean, I mean, it did definitely seem pretty, pretty sweet for beat 'em up folks. I I played that one the most out of the Xbox Live demos that were there at E3. But okay, I also did play some Flashback. But oh, I had, you did you played Flashback? I I played it there. Um, at, okay. at E3. And I had no context at all for, like, oh, this is a remake of a beloved classic or something. Like, do you have that context? Like, have you played the original? Not really. I, I'm aware of Flashback. I was reading a Let's Play of it back a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have never played Flashback. So uh, have you Have you checked out, you've checked out this new one then? Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. The new one comes with the old one. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So that helps. So if you're a fan of the old one, hey, this is a way to get it. But, gotcha. It, it's kind of weird, though, because they don't give you the ability really to save properly in the old one that they have on this one. Was was there back when it first came out? or was uh, There was passwords in the original one. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I think, like, I haven't sat down and played the old one too much. I messed around with it a bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, instead of putting the passwords in, they just give you, like, a level select option. Okay. So uh, it seems like you could kind of just jump to where they would normally give you a password and then try something out. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the new one. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Okay, what's what's standing out, negative and positive right now? Uh, positive is the game looks really nice. Okay. Uh, visually, it actually reminds me a lot of Shadow Complex. Yeah, that was kind of the vibe I was getting off of there. But uh, gameplay-wise, no. It's it's really fast and loose controls. Like, I found myself miss Like, the original uh, flashback is about tight platforming because it's basically controls like the original Prince of Persia. 
Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever play the original Prince of Persia? Yeah, like with kind of that very specific animation. Yeah, it, I think it's actually the same company. It's Delphi, it's Delphine Software. The the one game I know for sure they did that probably upset a couple people is Shaq Fu. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, they, so Delphine history. was known for like super detailed sprites mm-hmm. and like rotoscoping. Uh, I want to say they also did Out of This World. I think that might be the more famous game they did. Was that them? I want to say Delphine. Were- I know Eric Chahi worked on it, but I think Delphine was involved. Okay. Okay. But yeah, again, the, that's another game with a very set jump. You know, like your jump is exactly this wide or whatever. You need to stand exactly here and jump here. And yeah, that kind of yeah. measured mechanics. I don't know. Yep, Delphine software. Okay. Developers on the PC version, or the, the computer versions, and Interplay did the console ones. So, Fast fast and Loose, you said, how... When I was playing it, it seemed like a lot of, hey, you can't open this door yet, go back and plug in a thing way over here, and then you can come back here and open the door. Like, it's kind of Metroidvania, I guess, is the term for like that kind of exploration thing, but it seemed pretty straightforward. Is that true of the game, or is that just the demo? Uh, it it's not really Metroidvania. Okay. The HUD and everything else makes you think it's gonna be Metroidvania, but it's really not. Is it kind of just a linear puzzle game then, or uh, more or less? Like you can explore around a bit and find some extra secrets, but the secrets are all on the map if you're using the map. Okay. So you'll never really get lost. Uh, some of the puzzles are not not that hard, honestly. Like I remember the original flashback being super difficult, and even when I sat down to play it a bit, it was it was kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. But the new one's kind of easy. Like it holds your hand too much, or what's what's the problem? I think it's just all the changes they've made to the game have kind of made it super easy. Okay. And I but here's now here's the thing. When you start a game of, of the new flashback, it gives you a list of options you can turn on or off. And by default, they're all on except for, like, one. Okay. Uh, if you turn all of these off, it will s- basically simulate the original flashback. But I think even then, it'll be, like, a little weird. Because it, it's basically, okay, if you do this, it'll turn off your map. Mm-hmm. It'll turn off, like, your your suggestions of what you need to do next. Okay. It'll turn off like, okay, this is where you need to go. It'll basically be like, okay, uh, something in the game, someone in the game said do this, so uh, figure it out. Okay. Or remember it on your own. Mm-hmm. So less help. The game will kind of yeah. let you figure stuff out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'm trying to think, like, what, like, what, what was the original graphical style of Flashback? Was it uh, simple? It looks very much like the Prince of Persia. Okay. Or Out of This World. Out of This World is probably a better comparison, again. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of like if you switched it like that, like would it be like well? But in the original flashback, there were very good kind of cues for the player, and in the new one, they kind of leaned hard on the text popping up and telling you, or like could you figure it? Oh, out? Oh, there's there's so much more dialogue and text than in the original flashback. Oh, okay. Like a lot. So reminding you, the player, hey, you should go over here. Well, much. even that, like I mean, like your character rarely ever talked in flashback, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, your character's basically like an 80s action hero in this version. He'll be quipping all the time. Is he good at doing that? No. Okay. 
But I think even the voice actor knew that when he did it, so he's just kind of like, oh, fuck it. I'll just do whatever. So kind of hamming up his lines. A little bit. There's, like, literally a point where uh, when you use a heal unit, like, there's, like, random machines that will let you heal. Like, he'll say, like, let's play. And it's just, it feels so awkward to hear him say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's also, like, he'll start repeating, like, the same, like, line over and over again, and I don't quite remember if it ties to the original flashback or not. I should point out, this is actually made by, the, like, the main guys. Like, yeah. the main people who worked on the original flashback worked on this remake. Okay. Like, that that could be good, but, I, again, you know, authenticity versus necessarily modern game design. Yeah. Keep in mind, at this point, I have not actually finished the game yet. I think I'm 65% through the game. Okay. Uh, what What is I, even, like, I guess just, you know, what's the basic, what's happening? Like, what is this, what's this guy doing? Like, I was seeing a jungle and a guy in, like, a leather jacket basically yeah. doing some adventure. You are, you're Conrad. That's your character's name. I can't remember his full name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea, yeah, Conrad Hart, there we go. Uh, and uh, the idea is that you've lost your memory. Oh, great. Amnesia. That's classic. Yeah, but you did it on purpose, apparently. Ooh, so it's like memento, maybe. But so you're going at least so at least in this version, you're going through trying to figure out why, and then uh, you have to try to figure out after you've got your memory back how to stop the thing that caused you to lose your memory in the first place. Okay. Like I'm trying to keep it as vague as possible, although it's weird for like a game that's at least 20 years old to be that vague. Right, but the whole group of people, this might be their first time seeing this story yeah. or whatever. So. Okay. Like I like I I always had like a feign interest in Flashback. I own like the Super Nintendo version of it, but I never got around to playing it. Mm-hmm. Th- this has given me a reason to actually. This this is probably gonna sound weird, but uh, so far playing this version's making me just want to play the old one instead. Okay. Like okay, keep in mind I've not full I haven't written the review yet. I'm I'm still in the note taking point yet, and still trying to figure out how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But like, I I feel like so far this game kind of has uh, George Lucas syndrome. Okay. Where like it's, more explanation isn't necessarily better, or it, it's more like the creator wanted to mess with what was kind actually kind of cool. Oh. Yeah, it's like the creator's kind of forgotten what people liked about it in the first place and might have lost stuff in the translation. Right, so it's like the same guys revisiting it. And it's just like, ah, we're going to change this. I never actually liked this. And you're just like, oh, but that was actually my favorite part of Flashback. And they Kinda, just don't. Yeah, like they added some things, and, okay. uh, you know, for better or for worse. Like, there's a leveling system in the game, and I, I don't even know if it's actually doing anything. <laughs> okay. It's just like. People like it when they level up in things, so we kind of. Like, I guess, in there. like literally in the description of like uh, the notes is like, you level up throughout the game, and if you get to level thirty, you become a god. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, that is that's weird. weird. Like so, like and okay, I'll I'll point this out as well too. I am like I said about two thirds through the game. I'm level eleven. Okay. So I don't even know if I'm actually going to reach level thirty. Are you supposed to grind or something? Like, is there I a don't way... know. It's like there there are these VR missions you can do to earn experience, but like I'm pretty sure you only have to do them once. I don't even think they give you the experience reward after you've done them. Hmm. I haven't gone back and tested that. That's actually a thing I should test. Okay. Let's see. How do you even get to level thirty? But does the level change your combat stats or anything? Like, are you, you better? You get skill points, and you can put them into three separate trees. One uh, supposedly ups the, your rate of like health regeneration and uh, 
like your overall maximum health meter. Mm-hmm. One changes your accuracy, so you have a chance for critical shots, and uh, some of your energy meters won't drain as fast. Mm-hmm. And one supposedly ups the amount of damage your critical shots do. But the characters you fight level up with you, basically. So it oh. doesn't, doesn't feel like anything's actually happening. So everything's just scaling, so it kind of yeah. doesn't matter. It took me a bit to realize, I put the glasses on, and then, like, when I fought a couple of enemies, there would be, like, a number next to the health meter. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like, why is this enemy free? Okay. And then I then I realized that's the level of the character I'm fighting. And I almost always synced up with what my level was. Hmm. Can you backtrack to previous areas? And uh, yes and no. Dudes? Okay. We, like, the game kind of works with you moving into, like, separate worlds, I guess we'll call it. Okay. So whenever you go to a separate world, there's a bunch of areas you can go to, but you cannot go back to the previous world. Hmm. So, like, for example, like that's jungle area is where flashback starts in both versions. But once you leave the jungle area and go to the city, you can't go back to the jungle area. But ever? you can go to, like, a bunch of different places in the city. Yeah, no, ever. Ever. Oh. You can't ever. Okay. So there's points of no return. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of points of no return. Like, and what, okay, what pissed me off, too, is uh, there's there's a uh, achievement, I believe, for in explore, exploring the entire map of all mm-hmm. the areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, during one of the sections, there's a point where uh, there's one, I think, square map piece that is literally just covered in areas that you can't even touch. Like, it's like a line of electricity on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I didn't touch it, but then I realized, oh, shoot, I can't ever go back to this place. And now I don't think I can get the 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 100% square achievement literally just because of that one square piece they decided to kind of fuck around with people on. Oh, okay. it's like It was like a trap literally put in just to mess with people who were trying to get the achievements. That's fun. And, I, and I'm and i not 100% sure if that's going to screw it up yet, but like I think it will. And it's just one of those really, like, really guys that... I get that this is a remake of an old game, but you're when you can't... You don't put new mechanics into an old game and then hope for the best. It doesn't always... It doesn't transfer properly. Hmm. And, like, that was clearly them just fucking with you, too. Okay. So, I don't know if that's, like, a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I still have to write this review and figure out my thoughts. I'm still really muddled on this game right now. Okay. But I'll just say, like, when the review video gets posted, it's probably not going to be a very positive one. Okay. Sure sure doesn't sound like it. Um, No. Is it coming to other platforms, or is this an exclusive? I don't know. Let's find out. I mean, like... You know, in theory, there's some diehard flashback fan out there who's like, "Yeah, but I still want to check it out." You like know. I said, I I think I almost think that the the new the old flashback is the superior version. Okay, uh, I'm so maybe trying get to a find fresh port of it or something. I'm trying to find the uh, flashback 2013. Yeah, Xbox 360 already out. PlayStation 3, uh, third or fourth quarter of 2013. Microsoft Windows. Third or fourth quarter, twenty thirteen. Okay, so it's coming to other stuff sometime in theory, huh? All right, flashback. There you go. It's it's a game. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like I said. Wait for the review that I'm gonna post because I I can't I can't even put into words right now how I feel about this game. Right. And hey, maybe the last hour is like so good. Like I, I almost feel like I can't write this review until I beat both versions of the game, which probably means once I beat this proper flashback, or the right. new flashback, I'm just gonna go sit down, play through the old one, and see which one I think is better. But I've already got like this sneaky feeling in my head; it's gonna be the old one. And they include the old one, 
So which is <laughs> good on them, I guess, but it also might be the biggest problem because it shows. Yeah, that might contrast. be like, oh, wait a minute, people might actually like the old one better. Shit. Yeah. It's so just, it's just a, like it's a weird thing. It's like, well, you know, you get this package. <laughs> actually, now I'm thinking there was uh there was that one Indiana Jones game for the Wii that included Fate of Atlantis, which is like an awesome classic adventure game. But like it kind of has that problem too of like, well, this is just highlighting how bad the writing is in this other game. Like this is not helping, you know, including something way cooler in your bundle mm. that makes the new thing look kind of bad. Or hey, let's go back a couple years. Remember when NBA Jam the remake was going to be packaged with NBA Elite Eleven, and then they yeah. canceled that. They canceled the leak because Leet wasn't doing good, and then NBA Jam became this awesome thing again. Yeah, but like, I don't know, it's kind of misjudging which was going to be the thing that got people in the door, you know? Anyway, three-year-old anecdotes, let's move on to the hottest fighting game on the scene. <laughs> so, Evo. Evo has this Evo game. game. Yeah. I played Dive Kick. So good. So I, I I was actually a backer on the Kickstarter. So okay. my, my name is actually in the credits for Dive Kick. So you've been a believer of Dive Kick for quite some time. Yeah, ever since the original trailer was released, and I saw some gameplay footage back when it only had two characters. Mm-hmm. I, I was like super hyped for Dive Kick. Okay, which so platform it, did you go with? Uh, currently, it's only on Steam. Oh, okay. I didn't. It I didn't it will be that. on uh, Vita and PlayStation Three in the next month or two. I I'll have to look that one up actually. Okay. But. Uh, for those who don't know what Dive Kick is, it is a two-button only fighting game. Literally, like you don't use the D-pad. Right. The only buttons there are is the dive button and the kick button. And one of those is pretty much jump, which I never understood. But yeah, have made well, that no, the, the joke is that you dive into the air. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the joke. I guess. Because... Like, I guess the the basic move you're doing in a fighting game would normally refer to as dive, but it's weird to see it. I, I don't know. Whatever. It makes sense, I'm assuming. But, okay. Two buttons. Yeah. No, like, one hit. It's over. So, it is those final tense seconds of every fight. Yeah. But that's so the game. Yeah. The idea of the game is it's making fun of the fact that, like, a lot of the most powerful characters in fighting games have what's called a dive kick, which is where you're in midair, and you do a kick that sends you down faster than usual. So, oh, it's, called okay. a di- it's called a dive kick. Yeah. So, this is a game that is literally just that move. That is, the, there, there's like different variants on how it works for different characters, right? Yeah, there, there's like ten, there's like ten or twelve characters. I forget how many, mm-hmm. and each person has a different kind of a dive kick. Like one character has like a drop kick instead, and it's all about like the the arcs on the kicks are different, and uh, certain ones have like can unlock special moves that will like make their kicks slightly different or let them do something different to throw off the other player. Yeah, yeah. But primarily, it is about like it is a one move fighting game. But it's it's got a lot of surprising depth to it, actually. Okay. It it's 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 so hard to explain unless you're kind of into fighting games. But it's really cool. Like it, it uh, looks like streamlined and like just kind of it focused on one thing. Yeah, and, and which which cool. makes it work really well. Yeah. Yeah. Like your your options are like you can jump up with the dive button, or if you're on the ground and you hit the kick button, you bounce backwards. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is you kick the you kick the earth so hard that you it moves and pushes you backwards. <laughs> okay. Though I will point out this whole game was a joke game that became an actual game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's full of like fighting game in jokes. 
So like you, there's a lot of things that you might not actually get as references. Like some of them are are, are subtle, and some of them are very upfront. Okay. Like there's a character named Redacted that is a like a honey badger that smokes a cigar, and he's making he's basically Wolverine. He's making fun of Wolverine. Okay. There's a another there's a girl called like Kickpow who's wearing like Kung Lao's like hat and costume basically, but a female version mm-hmm. that's making fun of Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat. Okay. And there's a bunch of characters in the game that are actually making fun of real life people in the fighting game community that are notorious. Huh. Like, there's this, uh, there's a super, like, well-known egotist, like, assumed to be egotistical guy named uh, Jabali, who's well-known in the fighting game community. Oh, okay. He's got a character in the game named Jafali, who uh, has, like, a really kind of bad dropkick, but anytime he wins a fight, his his ego gets bigger, so his, oh. head, actually, his head actually gets bigger as a result. I did, so, I saw this dude at E3, and I, I did not understand the joke. Like, I just, his head gets big, and it's just like, okay, why? Yeah, it's, it's based on, his, like, Jabali being super egotistical. So, again, so j- big-headed, it all goes to his head. Yeah, such, which makes such. him an easier target. And yeah. the thing the thing with dive kick is, there are actually different methods for where you hit the player. Mm-hmm. If you hit someone in a in the head with a dive kick, it's a, called a headshot. Okay. Which means, like, for the first, let's say, five seconds of the next match, they're stunned, which, spl- which cuts their speed in half. Okay. Which makes him an easier target to hit. There's also Kick Factor, which is making fun of X Factor from uh, Marvel games. Okay. Or from Mar- from Marvel vs. Capcom 3, at least. Uh, where, like, you go at, like, double the speed. So you, like, fly through the screen crazy fast. Hmm. But if you get killed with it, it goes away right away. But if you win a fight with it, it sticks around. So you can win multiple fights with your Kick Factor. Okay. There's also, like, little special moves everyone has that I haven't quite figured out what they are yet. Mm-hmm. Is Everyone... it like grossly imbalanced or like? No. Is... Sh- uh, well, okay. Some characters suck. I will, okay. I will state. I, it's like so far out of what I played, some characters suck. Like just and everyone has come to that conclusion, or? Uh, pretty much. There is a tier list for dive kick. I mean, uh, I know that one specific character is like literally the bottom of the tier list, and I can't remember if it's Jafali or if it's this other guy called Mister N. Okay. Because they're both like super slow kicks, but like there are other characters who can like change their directory directory. Uh, direction or trajectory trajectory was the word I was looking for I I combined direction and trajectory in my head there you go they can change that like with a button press Uh, there's there there are like clearly better characters but like for the most part everyone's kind of around the same Mm -hmm. and anyone who's really bad is probably a joke character okay but like it's pretty accessible though yeah Oh, it's it's super accessible. Like you can you can probably play this game drunk and have a good time. Like okay. it is it is not super. It doesn't require like super focus or super mind games. Mm-hmm. But it has that there for like hardcore fighting game players. Right. Like it's almost so, all mind games. Yeah. No. I I had a I was fighting with this one guy online and we had like a lot of really good matches. There were points where we would fake each other out. It was great. Okay. And the it, online stuff's been pretty pretty smooth. Like, yeah, they use uh, GGPO, which is like a super well-known system for online fighting games. Okay. So uh, the ver- the rounds I played on uh, on the Steam were like super smooth. I loved it. Okay. How much is this going for? Dive Kick is I want to say ten dollars. I will verify that momentarily. Okay. Like a, it's it is so much more fun than you expect it to be. Like it's like. You know, not too simple to the point where it's just dumb. It it kind of that kind of is its best asset. Like I exactly. I definitely enjoyed the little bit I played. Like it seems it has potential definitely for like, hey, 
everyone's hanging out at this party and this is on in the corner. Anyone can it, pick it up. And... It is a fleshed out joke game that actually works. Awesome. And ten bucks, you're saying, or somewhere around there. Yep, nine ninety nine US, nine ninety nine USD. So there you go. Nice, nice, accessible price point. A lot of uh, jokes look, in there. Looking online, I think that kick is already out on the PlayStation Network. Okay, so put that on your Vita and challenge some folks on the bus. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm seeing it. Yeah, that kick's already out on Steam, PS3, and Vita. Awesome. So get it on your system of choice. Cool. What's next? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, Mario of... Luigi Dream Team. Yeah, Year of Luigi. Year of Luigi. Uh, when Dreams. I was sick, when I was sick and couldn't really move, I decided to lie down and shiver and play some uh, some of this game. Okay. And I quite enjoy it actually. Uh, but I've always been a fan of the of the Mario Luigi games. Mm-hmm. Like, so did I guess you I played can... the last one, Bowser's Inside Story. Or... That's the only one I have not played. Okay. And this is this is making me want to go play that as well after I'm done. Okay. I've heard it. It was really good. I just, I kind of checked out after Partners in Time. I was not a big mm. fan of just... Partisan Time, from what everyone tells me, is the weakest of the four. Yeah, I know. But I just... I don't know. I, I enjoyed Superstar Saga, okay. And then I just kind of... Midway through the second one, I just... Eh, I don't know. I don't know. But okay, so they're back. There's Dreams in it. There's mm-hmm. Luigi in the background. His face is there. I don't know. Now, now here's the thing. Like, uh, there's there's two different worlds you go through, basically. There's the real world, and there's the, the dream world. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the dream world, uh, in combat you're primarily Mario. Okay. So the way it works is that because you, you're in Luigi's dreams, uh, all the dream worlds you go into are Luigi's dreams. So there's a like a dream version of Luigi that follows you around for like the platforming puzzle elements. Mm-hmm. But for the actual combat, like Luigi, like his soul basically joins yours, so you Mario becomes more powerful. Okay. So when you do like a hammer move or like a jump move, you'll summon extra Luigi's that will come and help you out, or you can do what's called Luigi-nary attacks. Okay. Which is yeah, imaginary plus Luigi, and uh, like that's the bros attacks basically in the dream world. Gotcha. But in in the real world, there's still like the standard bros attacks, like oh, kicking a red shell back and forth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, what's like, like the, the core thing? Like what are, what are you guys doing? What's the uh, quest? You got like everyone went to uh, an island called like Pillow Island, I think is what it's called. Okay. But it's, it's spelled like Pilo or something like P I apostrophe L O something like that. Okay. So it's a it's a island basically that's famous for like the dreams you can have there and how like restful it is. It's a vacation resort. Mm-hmm. But uh, while there, like you end up trying to solve a mystery because uh, Peach got kidnapped again because oh. of because of reason X or Y. But like that doesn't happen until like I think half hour in maybe. Okay. I, I was kind of hoping it went some other direction, but okay. Peach has been kidnapped. And you guys have to do something about it, cause Mario. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not, it, yeah. And I'll point out, it's not Bowser who kidnaps her. Ooh. Okay. Because uh, Bowser has not been in the game yet. Okay. And neither have any like stereotypical Bowser crone enemies. Like you, yeah. You're not, you're I haven't seen lineup. a Goomba yet. I've seen like the the equivalent, Shy I guess. Guys on... or anything? Nope. I've seen equivalents in fights, like comparable, but like they're all seem to be so far new enemies. Okay. I'm sure at some point Bowser or his troops will show up because it's not a Mario Luigi game without like Bowser being a goofball. Mm-hmm. But um. Oh, well, maybe if we played Inside Story, we'd know. Like, oh no, that that wouldn't happen because they become friends. Or Bowser no, dies. I, I, I highly... <laughs> like, who knows? I know that doesn't happen. How dark it got, you know? Like, a Mario and Luigi game getting super dark, really? I don't know. 
subconscious. I guess, are there kind of jokes riffing on Luigi's psyche? Like, you know, his cowardly nature or anything? Is there kind of a little, like, oh, I get it, in the dream world. Uh, in the dream world, no, like, in something. the dream world, like, it's opposite world, basically, Luigi's, like, super powerful. Yeah, okay. Because, well, it's Luigi's imagination. Yeah, yeah. But there are a bunch of jokes at Luigi's expense in the real world at first. Like, oh, you don't, you can't be Luigi. You're like, you look super beat up. or like, you look super lame. Mm-hmm. Or like, Luigi, why are you always falling asleep all the time? Stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, no. Like, I, I really enjoy the game so far. If you like the other Mario Luigi games, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. I've heard this one's crazy long, like 35 hours. Okay. I'm I'm honestly just thinking like is this basically comparable to Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors? <laughs> like is this the Nintendo equivalent? Is Freddy Krueger in in there somewhere? So far no. Okay. But, like I guess Nick. my question is like just why do they need to go inside Luigi's dreams in the first place? Like is something Infecting uh, his mind, or I, I guess it's a plot element, but it's explained fairly early. So you want me to say it, or uh, well, like, is it like he knows something that he doesn't remember, or something? No, 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 nothing like that. Okay, okay. It's more like he accidentally stumbles across something that uh, that's important. Okay. Hmm. I, I guess I can state it because I'm pretty sure like it's even like in most reviews. Okay. Uh, I, I want to know. So if if you're like, oh man, I have that sitting in my house right now. I'm about to play it. Like maybe tune out for a few seconds yeah. here. But okay, tune What's out for on? like a minute. I'll I'll cut this one short. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, Pillow Island it was had like had an ancient race of called like the Pillow People, and uh, they suddenly like vanished, and no one knows why. So you you find this ancient relic uh, in the ground, and it ends up it's like a pillow. It's a like a petrified pillow. <laughs> okay. And Luigi it was super exhausted, so he fell asleep on it. Oh. But by doing that, he opened up a world to the dream world. Oh, okay. So like uh, you jump into this portal to the dream world, and that's how Peach gets kidnapped, and that's uh, where all like these events are. But going inside the dream world lets you free like the pillow people and find out what happened. Oh, okay. So there's some ancient Atlantean style mystery. Yeah. About the pillow. So that, that that's all I'll go into for that. So okay. Spoilers over. Spoilers over. There you go. So that that's that's the thing I needed to explain why this was even going on. But okay. So Mario and Luigi, double attacks, all that stuff. Three D, does it do cool stuff with that or uh, like I know I you don't check it out usually, but is there any kind of mechanics dependent on that or no? There are like some points where uh, there are no mechanics that depend on it, but there'll be points where like instead of the usual side by side attacking thing, yeah, people like characters will come from the background and like you'll have to dodge them in the foreground. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Or like you'll chase after characters like that way, so you'll be like running towards the screen mm. or running or running into the screen. So it, it's kind of neat. Okay, but same kind of puzzle platforming RPG yep. stuff. Same kind of puzzle platforming, same dodging mechanics. You get a hammer, you use your jump attacks, you have bros attacks. Stash points, all all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you'll know what to expect if you play it. So you'll feel comfortable playing it, but at the same time, you'll have a good time because you know it's good. Okay. Uh, what's the Bam. Te- What's the team that does this stuff again? Uh, Alpha Dream. Okay. I believe is the Mario and Luigi team. Okay. So they continue to do good work. And yep. last on your list here. Give me one second. I'm actually gonna make sure I'm correct on that. Okay. Alpha. Yeah. Alpha Dream is correct. Okay. Alpha Dream has mainly done the Mario Luigi games. And Hamtaro. What? 
Yeah, apparently they made a bunch of Hamtaro games and the Mario and Luigi games. That's what they're best known for. Perfect. That's really weird. That that is actually super weird. <laughs> Were there well-regarded Hamtaro games? Back I don't in, know. Like GBA era. I we only recall. got we only got like one or two of them over here by the looks of it. Okay. The, major, the majority of them are like European only or Japanese only. Hmm. But maybe there's some, you know, diamonds in the rough. Maybe they're worth checking we, out. We did get at least one or two of the Hamtaro games by the looks of it. Yeah, Hamtaro Ham Ham games. That's the one I remember Nintendo Power talking about like a decade yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that's like one of the few that we actually got over here. Uh, based on what Wiki says, like they made three. No, they made it like five. <laughs> but we got like we got like three of them. There you go. Or two, we got like two of them. Sorry, two. Hamtaro trivia. Oh man. Mighty Switch. Force. But yeah, I think Alpha Dreams. Bit better known for the Mario and Luigi games. That's their breakout hit. Yeah. What is Mighty Switch Force, John? Mighty Switch Force Two is the sequel to Mighty Switch Force from uh, Way Forward. Oh, okay. So they are the like the, did they do Contra or something? Or what was what's uh, Way Forward did Contra Four. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 Way Forward has done a lot of things that like you might know about, but you probably have not played or you've just heard about. Like they did like that two D Blood Rain game from a couple years ago. Yeah. They did uh, the Shantae series of games. Okay. That, that's like their core series of Shantae. Yeah. So what is this about? Mighty Switch Force is a kind of like a, a challenge type game. Uh, it's a platforming game where you have to run around. In the original one, you had to arrest these five crooks who were like running around. Okay. Like they'd be stuck in specific spots and you have a gun, you'd shoot enemies. And the main gimmick was that you had this helmet that switched around the world. Okay. So, like, you could either switch on and off platforms by using your helmet. So it was mainly, like, a, a kind of a high-score competition-type platforming game where you had to try to clear the games as fast as you could, or the stages, I should say, as fast as you could. Okay. Now, Switch Force 2 is more of the same, except this time the uh, the girls have been reformed. So now they're civilians, but uh, they, uh, like, something else has happened. Like, the, the world's, like, some huge explosion happened. There's, like, fire everywhere. So now uh, the character you were in the first game is now, like, turned into a firefighter. Okay. So instead of having like a blaster to shoot enemies, she has a a fire gun or a fire extinguisher, basically. Mm-hmm. What platform so have, is this? Like what? what? This is three. This is three DS. It's a eShop game. Oh, okay, okay. So, fire, so firefighters, what, ladies, strong female protagonists. Would you say? I guess, but there's not really that much talking. Like, there's like she'll say like random quips. Like if she picks up health, she'll say like yummy, or she'll if she. Uh, if she saves someone, she's like, you'll be okay, or, like, justice served, or whatever. Okay. Uh, just, like, Shantae is also, you know, lady Shantae is, is, is a better game. Okay. I, I Or I'll say it is a more fleshed-out game. I think that's the better way to put it. Okay, this is pretty simple. Yeah, like, there's a, they do a lot of Mighty games on uh, the eShop, I've noticed, mm-hmm. way forward. So there's, like, Mighty Switch Force, there's Mighty Flip Champs. Uh, Milky Mighty Milky Star or Milky, Milky Star Way, something like that. There's like a bunch of like these just high score type speed run type games they've made. Okay. And this is this is basically the latest one in that series. Okay. Have you been checking out those other ones, or did you, what made you decide to check out this? I, I I played some of the other ones and I like them, but like this is just the more recent one, and I really enjoyed Mighty Switch Force. Like I've talked about it before on the podcast. Okay. Cool. So how much is that? I guess we'll just do that for all these games. How much are they, and where can you get them? I want to say that was seven bucks. I don't oh, okay. remember exactly the exact price, but it, it was good. Okay. And I like it. I'm I'm still playing. It. I'm not done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dream Team was forty bucks for reference. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, it's three DS only. Full retail thing. Yeah. Um, I guess can we bounce over to the stuff I played? 
Yeah, that's it. Okay. Go. Uh, Gone mm-hmm. Home. That game is twenty bucks on Steam. Uh, eighteen, I guess, if you're if the launch sale is still going on. I heard this game is super short. It is, but it's like super detailed and kind of unique and interesting in a way. So I, I felt fine. Like I, I'm totally cool with that. But uh, there, there's a certain kind of type of game that some people really hate for some reason that this might fall into. Like the same kind of people who thought Dear Esther was just a complete waste of time, um, who didn't like Proteus at all. They might have some issues with this, although it has a much more explicit written narrative, and there's kind of more adventure game type mechanics there. Like you're finding stuff, looking through notes, and looking around, and opening things, and whatever. Like, hopefully that might pacify those people. But at the same time, like if you're not into just narrative, is the prime interest of this game. Like, don't maybe don't play it. I guess might be my caution there. I did a write-up of it on Pixel Response trying to kind of explain what it's all about without explicitly saying what the story even is, because it's kind of the whole point of the game is discovering what the story is. You know, it's it's a deliberate mystery. Um, and I still don't want to kind of spoil that, but I don't know. It's I found it pretty pretty neat. Like, I guess I did bring it up earlier as kind of the experience is playing it, and once you've experienced it once, the narrative is kind of already super ingrained in your mind. So it's kind of hard to ever go back to it, I'm assuming. But maybe it'll be revisitable in quite some time. Uh, but yeah, like it it's weird. Like every time I play a game I like, I kind of want to go back. That's just kind of the thing, like a thing I do. It's like, oh man, I really like this. I'm going to play it again. With this game, that would actually kind of undermine a lot of the stuff. So I've deliberately stopped playing it. Which is a weird thing to recommend, you know? Do you understand? Sorry, I'm just kind of yeah, no, idly speaking. I don't, I don't know. I, I saw someone playing bits and pieces of Dear of uh, Gone Home. Okay, that when I was yeah, like I didn't see any spoilerific stuff. Like he showed off like these Super Nintendo cartridges that were in like the the living room. Yeah. But like he and I got there and then I played a different game and by the time I got finished playing that game, he had pretty much finished Gone Home. Well, that's kind of the weird thing, though, is it's like, you could, like, after I'd, quotes, beaten, gone home, I started kind of seeing, like, how quickly you could get to the end state, and it's pretty fast, but that's kind of the thing, like, the the meat and potatoes, like, the stuff you care about in Gone Home is just reading into all the details and, like, finding every single piece of, like, every note, every scrap of information in that house. Like so, you can you can make it a longer experience and kind of get m- more detailed, rich ideas of who these people are, if you want. But if you don't, like, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing. Like, you kind of how much you put into it and how much you get invested in it, kind of determines how good of an experience you're gonna have. So it's it's a weird it's a weird thing that way. Like, someone could conceivably have a terrible time playing Gone Home, but I had a really amazing time. So I feel totally justified in spending that much money and, you know, a couple hours, like a movie-length experience looking around because it was just kind of so unique and refreshing in, in a way. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. It was such a neat type of writing. Like, uh, like it's like, for me, I, I kept kind of looking at it as, like, imagine you could just kind of step into the house of, like, a 
TV character, like a movie character or something, and then just kind of look around and see kind of all the stuff they have, and just the details of their life tells a story, you know? Like, it's it's a weird way to write a story, but it was kind of amazing to look through, like, oh, what kind of, what kind of cereal do they eat? Oh, what's written on their calendar? Like, what was on their to-do planner and stuff like that? Like, you kind of just see all these details, and they're so well-rendered. Like, they have unique handwriting. Like, there's, you know, little kind of personal touches in there, like, to the texture work and whatever. Like, that stuff is kind of details you don't usually see in video games. So I I don't know. I I still found it a very very rewarding experience and a lot of stuff was thought through in a way that isn't either like you know like justifications for dramatic flourishes or whatever. Like it's a pretty specific thing. I I I don't want to actually necessarily say what it is, but like the, every now and then there'll be kind of like a little thing that seems like well it's a little weird that that happened, but somewhere in that house is an explanation for why that is the way it is. Like it's very well like the logic of it is really well thought out. Um but again, I, I I don't know. I feel like telling like explaining what happens or what you discover kind of is ruining the whole point of it cuz like there's no one moment in the story that's just like, "Oh, that ruins it." Like there were some people talking about it on forum and they're just like, ah, "I think I figured out where this story is going." And the dude was right, but at the same time, like it's not any one point is the reveal or whatever. It's more just like every small bit of detail you find is a little like bi- little victory like a small discovery and by stringing together like a hundred of those moments they've kind of made something pretty interesting i thought so i don't know I, watching this game is kind of the worst idea though i i will say like i i got really excited about it and told britney she should play it and she was playing it but then she was finding stuff i hadn't seen yet so I was like, oh no, this is horrible, and I, I had to stop watching, because it'll basically kind of corrupt the, the whole point of the game, is just discovering stuff. So it's it's all about like your personal experience, and watching someone else play it would ruin the experience, basically. Kind of, yeah. Like, in a way that, you know, some games, it's like, well, it's, you know, a lot of cutscenes in here, or whatever, or like, you know, but like, you do finding the stuff in the order you happen to notice stuff is kind of the whole experience so yeah watching it i can't imagine getting anywhere close to the kind of same dramatic effect that is produced by just looking through it yourself i I don't know it's yeah it was it was quite the time but i i can totally see some people not really enjoying this game i will say though i will find i find the argument that this isn't a video game absolutely just ridiculous and because more than like you are always playing it like from minute one to the end of the game you are constantly interacting with it so for me that's like what defines video game in a way like it is not movie it is not book it is you doing stuff so that that for me is kind of just a mute point like that that makes no sense to me like this is the most video game in a while cuz like there's no cutscenes like that's every bit of drama that happens is because you in- interacted with it in the way it's supposed to work and that that's kind of fantastic for me i i thought that was a great thing so even though the thing you're doing is like reading notes or opening a you know a suitcase and finding some stuff in there or whatever like that you are the one reading the note and opening the suitcase and turning the pages and whatever like that is 
interesting to me. Like that that works wonders. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of say whether or not you'll enjoy it or not. It's I think it's a unique thing though. So I I I'm really glad it exists. But um, yeah. At the same time, like going back to the thing I we were talking about before though, like because it's part activity, like it's kind of I guess less so though, because this one's such explicitly a narrative experience. Like there's so much stuff in there that's just like you're supposed to kind of unearth this mystery, I guess, organically. Once you've done it once, it's like you can almost never do it again, I'm assuming, because it's like such a lived experience. Like you're just like, yeah, no, I already read this. Like that's why running through it after I'd already gotten through it kind of just felt weird like it was just like it was almost like deja vu it was like reliving the same day except you knew things you weren't supposed to know like it it was it's weird like it's it's kind of a unique problem maybe that video games have like i kept looking at it the same way i played walking dead to death to the point where i got kind of irritated with how limited it was like that could easily happen here too so i'm just not going to let it happen this time you know, like I'm not gonna pour over it the same way again because I know it will never work quite the same way it did the first time. So, does that make sense? Does any of this make sense? It does, but I'm not quite sure how to question. The, yeah, because the thing it's is, like, good or... I think what I'm getting hung up on with the game is like the uh, the price of it. Because it's like this seems like an interesting experience, but it's also twenty dollars. It is twenty dollars. You know, like it's it's well like i mean these these are professional folks in a lot of ways like these are minerva's den veterans so like they've they've done some pretty slick stuff before and there's a slickness to a lot of this hmm. um you know i'm i'm trying to think like i also played like i i'd actually consider it pretty directly comparable i played miasmata this week too and that is another kind of first person not shooter like it is deliberately there's no like action mechanics it is more about explore, exploring and finding stuff and kind of putting together your own narrative by playing it. But that game is like 15 default and like I got it for 750 um just in one of the numerous steam sales or whatever and I got like a dozen times more playtime out of it which is like if if that's a valuable kind of metric for how good a game is then I I would say I enjoyed it more but it's like less technically polished in a way. I don't know. It, I felt really weird like playing Miasmata like having to kind of come down to what is my favorite game that I played this week cuz they're both so great but in kind of weird different ways. So like if you like the kind of story that is very deliberate and very like constructed and you can tell that someone thought about every plot point you're going to discover and how to kind of write that just so and present that to you in a way that kind of is logical and fits and makes a character kind of form in your mind, then Gone Home is genius at doing that. But at the same time, like it limits then its gameplay possibilities because you can only ever find that thing one time. You can only really play it one time once you've seen every... Like, after, I will say, like after I played to the credits, then I was like, oh wait, there was some stuff I didn't find before in the basement. So then I went back there, found that stuff, and then it was like, alright, I think that's pretty much literally everything in this house. Like, I've seen everything there is to see in, like, three hours, maybe, right? Whereas Miyazmata, because it's, like, 
we just set up a ser like a couple systems and this big island exists, you can spend way more time in it and all of the story beats kind of that happen are because of the mechanics. Like it is emergent gameplay, which is probably my favorite kind of experience because it like it it's you determined your own dilemma in a way. Like I guess I'm gonna just transition over to Miyazmata and kind of try to contrast the differences. Have you have you heard much about Miyazmata? I've I've only heard the name and I think any discussion you guys have had about it, that's about it. Right, okay. Um I Desert Islands. Like it is just you are trapped on a desert island and there are a bunch of different plants on the island and you have a disease that you need to cure. So you need to go around to different parts of the island, find different plants, and kind of experiment with them, and then... Oh, no, I know what this game is. I've seen, uh, Someone I know has done a video on it. Okay. Uh, See, Buddy Brutal Moose. Like, whereas I find Gone Home would be like, wow, if you make a video of this, you're kind of ruining it. Mia's Mata is like an infinite video generator, in a way, because, like, the game experience can be so different, depending on just how the player plays. Which is the kind of like infinite possibility stuff that I just really thrive on when it comes to video games. Like, I was trying to compare. Like, I did a rambling roar video about this one last night. Um, it's the way it's set up is like arcade level simple. Like, it is almost like a Pac-Man type dilemma. Like, it is like there is a game board, the island. There is you, the player, and there is a antagonist creature. And you guys just move around the island for however long it takes for you to kind of collect all the things, essentially. Like, it is almost that simple, but because mm -hmm. it's rendered in, like, first-person 3D and the island is a complete mystery to you, like, it can take who knows how much time. Like, I would say I was, like, pr you know, because I was, like, playing it for the first time, like, I probably did a pretty terrible playthrough of Miyazmata. It took me 23 hours to get all the stuff together, but I was totally engaged, like, the entire time. And knowing there's achievements for, like, yo, do you beat it in one week of game time or beat it in three days of game time? Like, I know there's so much room for improvement, and I kind of want to try it again. Like, now that I'm better versed in the mechanics and the, the island, like, figuring out the map is, like, one of the core mechanics in the game. And that is, like, such a weird thing to kind of see. Like, I guess kind of like how we were talking about flashback, like, the new one helps you. Like, mm -hmm. it gives you a lot of information. Like, it's like, hey, man, go over here. Like, this game takes away all that waypoint kind of stuff that's so typical in open-world games. Like, it's like, you know, there's no direction finder. There's no kind of inherent way for the game to kind of tell you, hey, bro, this is your next objective. Go over here. You kind of have one big objective, and then you figure out how to best approach it just by kind of figuring it out. So you have a journal. And you can actually, like, pull up that journal. It, it's in-game UI kind of stuff. So, like, your hand is looking through the pages and stuff like that. Um, and, like, all there is is that there's just one quest. It is basically just, yo, man, you need to find the cure. There are three different ingredients you need. Okay. And that's it. And, like, by then going around the island and finding different plants and different journals from, like, a, another group of scientists that used to be there, you kind of figure out where the plants are that you need. Um how like which ones you need to combine them with and all this stuff and like which what kind of environment is needed for the plant to grow and then combine that with like having to triangulate your position with just like points of reference in the world like triangulation like a cart cartography is like the other core mechanic like it is 
plant experimenting and cartography. Like that is the that is the main things this game is interested in. But because it realizes it in like this first person, like a Far Cry esque kind of thing, like it, you're on an island, like and like the save point stuff is kind of reminding me of Far Cry Two in terms of like you have different safe houses all over the island. But again, because you never know where you are and rel- like relative to anywhere else unless you do some work, kind of makes like uh, another series of small discoveries and small victories possible and oh man i was so like just totally enraptured in this game um like and then just like because of the desert island setting like i was just all sorts of great positive memories of like lost and castaway and uh like the little short stories i've read and stuff like just kind of started bubbling up in my mind i was just like man this is awesome this is like a lost on an island simulator and there's basically a lion hunting you and that just because of the mechanics it's so awesome like like you're kind of looking at your map and looking at your journal a lot, so there's tons of great ma- moments where you're, like, you're kind of busy working, and then you look up and realize the lion is like right there, and it's terrifying. Like it is like organic, scary moments. Like they're not scripted at all. It is just the creature happened to be wandering around the island and ended up somewhere near where you were at, and it's just like all of a sudden the game turns into like the scariest mad dash horror game. Like it's so good. Oh man, I can't, I can't, like, I don't know, I can't express enough how much ex- excitement I got out of just the way this game plays. And I guess final thing to, like, kind of point out, the movement in the game is total. I've never seen anything like it. It is, like, the best representation of hiking through the woods I've ever had in terms of, like, momentum is taken t- into account. So you can kind of, like, run through a bunch of underbrush and then accidentally slide off a ledge. And that is that is kind of the big obstacle in the game, is basically hiking around this crazy environment properly. Like, you can fall and that's it. You know, like, falling to your death is a serious, like, that is one of the main things you need to worry about. So you kind of have to cautiously make your way around this jungle. And it actually feels like you're in a hostile jungle, more so than, like, any other game I've ever played. Um... That's all the good stuff. I will say this game, it was made by two people who coded their own engine for it. So, like, all the physics and stuff is, like, designed from the ground up by them, all the lighting and whatever. And for the most part, like, that is extraordinarily impressive. That does mean there are, like, some weird glitches in there, here and there. Like, um, I just had, like, a weird UI issue where, like, some of my pages were bleeding into each other sometimes like you kind of see through to the next page like just Mm. weird stuff like that um audio glitches here and there in terms well not so much glitches but like if you open your journal or pause while you were kind of shuffling down something you'll hear like the shuffle sound just repeat over and over um i guess the worst weird one like none of it was gameplay like ending like i never died because of a glitch but there was a moment where um my hands would kind of, like, lock up. Like, I would just kind of be, like, unable to look up and down and all around unless I opened my journal and then closed it again. Like, weird little stuff like that. Like, there's, like, little tech... Like, that's why I say, like, Gone Home is incredibly polished, but it's also made in, like, Unity, which is a well-known platform for developers. So, like, kind of makes sense that that would be easier to figure out. That these guys went through the trouble of making their own thing is at once kind of, like one of the most amazing parts of it and also kind of maybe a bit of a drawback in some ways but 
I don't know. I'd say the trade-offs are totally worth it. Like, it looks and plays really interestingly and uniquely. And, yeah, like, I mean, $7.50, $15, whatever. Like, there, there's some amazing experiences to be had in here. I mean, if you're patient enough to kind of just be like, yo, part of this game is just traveling. Like, just getting from place to place on this island kind of is the game. So it's just like, oh, man, I gotta hike through this gorge again or whatever. Like, I gotta, like... But I don't know what's even over here because I didn't map it successfully. So hopefully nothing bad. And then you're kind of just hiking your way uncertainly through the jungle. I don't know, man. It's awesome. It was really good. It was really good, John. You should play it. <laughs> take, take your word for it. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess your mileage may vary in terms of, like, is it going to play well on your PC and stuff? But... If if you can exceed if you exceed the requirements or whatever, like it's such a unique thing. And I you know, I guess more so than gone home, like the story kind of isn't the point. It's the small little moments that happen before. Like gone home, the story kinda is the point, but discovering it piece by piece is the thing. You discover a story piece by piece in Miasmata as well, but those aren't really the highlights for me, like reading the journal about what's going on or what the creature's all about or whatever. Like that is not the things I remember. It is wandering into the jungle too late at night and then the sun goes down and you're just kind of trapped out there and you don't know where you are so you're just kind of sitting next to some water like you know fresh water is one of the things you need like one of your resources you need to take into account and just kind of holding your lighter in the dark hoping that the sun comes up soon and then the creature comes by or something creepy you know like the, the, that kind of stuff can happen and it's all just because I went out too late at night and didn't notice what time it was like I, you know, I created my own dilemma, and then that also creates, like, its own intense gameplay scenario. It, yeah. And I guess, I, I guess I should also bring up, like, it's super, like, it's super gamey in a way. Like, uh, a lot of the stuff, like, you know, I say it's like an island simulator, but it's like an island simulator if you're playing as, like, a really sick dude who also doesn't need food. Like, it's super dumb. Like, you, you drink water, you need to worry about drinking water and sleeping. But those are the only two things they kind of take into account because adding more on top of that would just make it its own weird, stressful experience. So I, they don't have hunting or anything in there. So I kind of started comparing it like when I was deep into the game to like survival mode in Dead Rising One. Okay. Because like it's just like it's you know it demands so much of you, the player, to kind of manage these things, but it's kind of inherently kind of silly but you're kind of still invested in it. And, like, getting around the mall in that game was kind of a big part of, like, oh, right, where's that store? Where where do I need to go to find this thing? Like, getting around the environment was kind of part of that game's unique challenge, too, although they do provide you maps and stuff. But I remember when I was doing the seven-day survival achievement challenge, like, I had a bunch of printouts of, like, best tips to where to go and where to forage stuff and whatever. Like, this would be if accruing that stuff, writing that, fact was part of the game so like you've uncovered the map you've found where the plants are now you know how to best do that and get to the right safe house and all this stuff like it's like writing a game guide for dead rising survival mode might be the closest comparison point which is i don't know if that that might make it sound is totally horrible i i don't know i i thought it was fantastic um I should probably stop talking about it. That is now like a half hour ranting about how great it is exists of me on the internet. So hopefully I've convinced somebody. It's it's amazing. 
Um, then I also played Seven Grand Steps, which is that game I thought was really cool at E3. It's still pretty cool. Um, it is that kind of board game interface about manage like navigating societal levels in ancient Greece or in the ancient world, effectively. Um, it's kind of like a board game or like a Nickelodeon arcade machine, but like you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I played an hour of it. I will play more of it. So I will have better thoughts on that next week, but uh, it's it's a neat little thing as well. Sorry for saying all that. Do you have any questions about Miasmata? Because I will talk to you about it. <laughs> I noticed you. Well, holy shit. Yeah. I I I man. I should write a thing about it. Maybe you should get some thoughts out there. Cause like it came out like a while ago, like nine months ago by now. But I think because of its lack of technical polish, like, it was kind of ignored by some people. Like, there's a small group of people that are like, man, no, Mia's mod is really cool. But there seems to be a general kind of like, eh, it's alright. It's like a 7. There's like, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, that tree texture looked a little weird, but I don't know if that's worth minus 3 points, you know? Like, come on. I don't know. It's really, it's just it's something. Um... Let's go on to news, though, because this is going wrong. Right. Before we jump in for one sec, yeah, yeah, I yeah. There, was, there was one last game I, did, I played that I forgot to mention, and it's pretty good. It's no. called Icarus Proud Bottom Teaches Typing. What? Okay. What is that for? Uh, this is for PC. It's basically a Flash game. Okay. But it's a, it's a joke t- uh, teaches typing game mm-hmm. that I can't tell you what happens in it without completely ruining it. But basically, imagine if you had like the weirdest typing game in the world that was just full of jokes all nonstop. Okay. Sounds and like Frog Fractions or something, maybe. But I, like I said, I can't compare it to Frog Fractions. I've never played it. Okay. But um, I highly recommend it. If you're looking for something goofy and you don't mind a little bit of typing, it is is very well written. It is also very short. Okay. But it's it's totally worth it. I think I cleared it faster than you can clear Dear Esther. Okay. Yeah, for ref- that was the game I was playing when the other guy was playing Dear Esther. So. Okay. We- or not Dear Esther. Uh, Gone Home. Geez. Gone Home. But sorry. They're kind of similar, but not. I, I don't know. Yeah, brains in the wrong spot today, apparently. But no, yeah, like I-, I hate for that to be a running trend of just kind of like, well, you should just play it and then not describe it, but. That's kind of the way with games. You you need to check it out, man. So some of these are worth doing. Um, mm. And I'm assuming that's free because it's Flash, right? So Yeah, it's free. So just Icarus Proudbottom. Check that out. Icarus Proudbottom teaches typing. Okay, let's move on to the news. We've been talking a lot about video games. Hopefully oh, a lot this of... This is a super long episode and we haven't gotten the news yet. I know, but hey, video games. It's been a great couple weeks for video games. I've been it having has. a great time playing them. It's been exciting. So... Check that out. Hopefully there's stuff in there that you will enjoy playing as well. Let's move on to news, though. Um, Hey, remember Games for Windows Live? No. Yes, but I don't want to. Okay, well, good, because don't worry about it. Next year, like one year from today, it'll have been a, a memory. Like, it'll just be over. It's gone. It's done. It's the end of it. They basically... I, this was kind of a weird thing. I saw a pop-up on Reddit, and then when I clicked the link, it was just like, what are you talking about? This says nothing in relation to that. It was the Age of Empires online page. Uh, but somebody screen capped it before they changed it. It just it has a straight hey, this service will games for Windows will be discontinued on July fourth, twenty first, twenty fourteen. Um so some of these features won't exist anymore. And there's been other indicators of this going around, like um I think there was some file in Arkham City or something that got updated that seemed to point to this direction. So, I don't know. Games for Windows Live, the Xbox Live for PCs, 
uh, won't exist anymore. So get those achievements now, maybe? Like, play that robot game that was free, you know? Robot game? I don't know, there's some Tinkerbot or something. There's some free game that they gave out there, which is the whole reason I signed up for Games for Windows Live when I did. Um, but yeah, I, I've ne never used that service, really, so I can see why it's being faded out. But uh, there's, def there's definitely been some kind of questions and concerns around this. Like, when this goes down, will that mean bad things for Dark Souls servers? Or, like, some of the content that was exclusive to Games for Windows Lives, will that just not exist anymore? I don't know. But um, we have a year to figure that out, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Windows, is, like, Microsoft is moving on. Um, I mentioned Steve Ballmer already. Did I do that? Uh, you mentioned it before we were recording. Okay, Steve Ballmer is going to retire a year from now. Coincidence? Maybe it's part of the same thing. Maybe he was a big game for <laughs> Windows Live. This is maybe. I don't know. But anyway, actually, I guess that's, that's nothing to really like brush off. It could actually be. Yeah. No, I don't know. The, the dude's been part of the company for a long time. Uh, he was probably most famously played by John DiMaggio in the film <laughs> Pirates of Silicon Valley. Um, that's why people know who he is. Uh, I thought it was because of Phoenix. the developers. Develop no that that and developers, 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 developers is the only reason I know who Steve Ballmer is. But uh, yeah, he's he's been a figure at Microsoft for a long time. Um, and I guess he's stepping down. Uh, a year from now, so, you know, end of an era, different times, new people, young blood, all that stuff, that could change things. Um, hey, Gamescom is going on. Have you been paying attention to the Gamescom news? No, I've looked at bits and pieces, that's about it. Okay, it's a big a big thing in Germany, I guess. Uh, some people are saying, like, this might be one of the most important shows in the game calendar, the gaming year, you know, for news stuff. Um, Sony had a big press conference there. Uh... And I guess, like, yeah, just tons of little detail new stuff came out of that. So I'm just going to take a look at, like, you know, launch lineups, uh, the date the console comes out. Uh, PlayStation 4 comes out November 15th here in North America uh, and the 29th in the UK. Um, the Vita has been discounted, 50 bucks. Like, that is now a permanent thing. Uh, Twitch is now coming to PS4, so that Ustream deal, I guess, isn't happening anymore. Yeah, I don't know what the what's the deal with that. That seems kind of odd, but I guess... Because that seemed like Xbox One had that locked down. Yeah, like, it seemed to me like, oh, okay, well, PlayStation announced Ustream, so that means Xbox must have already gotten that exclusive Twitch deal. But I guess Twitch is just doing business with everybody, so... I'm not going to lie, I prefer that Twitch is the better... Yeah. Too. Even though, like, Twitch has some problems, like, it, it's better. That's where I watch all my salty bet, so... Oh, salty bet. Oh, I started that. Yeah, it's not really a game, so I didn't bring it up in our giant game section, but I've also been periodically checking in on salty bet. I have, like, no salty bucks right now, though. I have made bad choices. I I vote anime too often, apparently. Just don't do that. Fighting game characters. Anyway, whatever. I, I won't explain that. Check Pixel Response for a write-up of salty bet. Um, there's a bunch of indie games coming and everything. Like, you know, Rogue Legacy is coming to Vita. That's cool. That game's cool. Mm. Uh, Binding of Isaac, Rebirth, Fez, Wasteland Kings. Um, the, the guys who made Dear Esther, which we've brought up a couple times today as a comparison point. Um, the Chinese Room, they're working on an exclusive game called Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Uh, <laughs> so there's a trailer about that. Some, you know, post-Rapture <laughs> event, I guess. It's like it's basically the Left Behind game for that new Nick Cage movie. I think there's a direct tie in there. There's a Nick Wait. Cage Left Behind movie coming out, John. What? Yeah. Apparently that's a real thing. 
Like, How is it you... actually part of the Left Behind series? No, or... it is ad- adapted from those, like, post-apocalyptic Christian novels from, like, so, a decade Okay, ago. so it's a different Left Behind movie, then, because there's already a couple Yeah, of it is not, movies. like, canon to the Kirk Cameron stuff. I think it's a retelling of the first movie. Jeez. But I think he plays the pilot character, Ray... Is that his name? I don't... It's been a while since I've read any of the Left Behind books. Yeah, so. me too. I, I think I regret having ever investigated those, but that was a thing that <laughs> happened. That was Those were big deals in this region or my social circle. Ugh. But hey, maybe Nick Cage can make it entertaining. Um, and yeah, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, obviously probably directly related to that. Um, what else we got? All, all sorts of just mini announcements, just tiny little stuff. Developers of Magic are making something. Uh, Borderlands 2 is coming to the Vita, so play that again there. Um, I guess there's been a couple notch-related news items this week. Uh, he was working on some sci-fi game. Uh, has a the one. Zero X C. Yeah, yeah, like lowercase X, lowercase O, X one three or something. Zero, zero X ten C, which was supposed to be like Earth's coordinates in space or something. It it, it was something super nerdy about space yeah and you know just reading kind of this brief summary of what that idea was it's like oh i like i like science fiction i like weird stuff yeah um zero x 10 c um apparently that game's canceled he has you know followers of his kind of blog or whatever have gotten that notion for a while but it has officially been like there's no development happening on it anymore i guess fans are working on incorporating some of the stuff into a fan project or something but the actual game is not going to happen anymore. But hey, you know, there's some bad, sad notch news. Um, that game, Minecraft, mm-hmm. uh, it's coming to PlayStation 4 as well. So, oh, man. Like, I remember there was like a trailer at the Xbox One conference or whatever that was like, hey. It was in the E3 press conference for like, yeah. these are the indie games we're supporting. And then Minecraft came up and like, everyone's like, oh, that's. That's already out. Yeah. But, okay. That's like three years old, too. But. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's coming to PlayStation as well, so not exclusive. Um, get get your Minecraft on one more time. Uh, and then, hey, pre-orders, they're through the roof. A million PS4s already in demand or whatever, so... Did they actually say that? Yeah, that was Jeez. that was a part of a bullet point, apparently. Uh, I'm reading through a Giant Bomb summary of the whole event, so if you want to check that out, they have some kind of highlight reel type... Well, it's just a list. It's just a list, so thanks guys for doing that because i didn't want to watch through that stuff is there video of the conferences is that a thing there should Gamescom? be there's, there's clips of like when they were when sony was making fun of microsoft okay i'm pretty sure like i saw links to them on kotaku so that means they are out in the wild right and like this show is pretty big right like this used to be leipzig this is Game, open to gamescom the is the uh like the european e3 essentially yeah like but the public like, gets to japan go. has tokyo game show we have e3 they have gamescom yeah, like this is this is seems more in line with like a Tokyo Game Show PAX type thing where everybody gets to go and it's just yeah. you know open. So yeah, I guess tangential to all this, um, someone cornered uh, uh, Yoshida at Gamescom. Uh, Last Guardian was said mm-hmm. out loud, like the the words. Hey, remember Last Guardian? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's that might happen. That that's still a thing. So. That might still happen. Maybe. We're, we'll just cling to that. We're just going to keep pretending that that might come out. Do you think it's going out? I obviously just wanted to ask, have you given up on Last Guardian ever coming out? It's going to come out, but it's not. It's going to be PS4 at this point. If it's PS3 still, I'd be absolutely shocked. 
That's so weird. I mean, I've been hearing about that game for, what, five years? Maybe? Literally, like, four or five years? I think, yeah. Oh my god, has been... In... Oh, man, yeah, we were all working at the store still. When yeah, when they, they were talking about it, and then it's just like, okay. And then, you know, the HD collection came out, and there was, like, a little video on that, so that was, that was exciting. They used the Miller's Crossing music. Like, I, I, I don't know. There's been periodic little kind of check-ins on that. I'm no longer convinced it's going to be that interesting, because, like, it's been so long. It's stuck in dev cycle hell, which means it could end up being a bad game. Yeah, like, that that could be the case now. Like, I'm, you know, I like Shadow of the Colossus and Eco a whole lot, but nowadays, like, who knows? Like, I'm, I mean, emotional storytelling stuff has kind of started being investigated by a lot of developers. So, will they be able to do anything cool anymore? I, I don't know. I'll still play it. If it ever, you know, if I ever get the opportunity, but um, yeah, Last Guardian, that is that is a thing still apparently. But you know, maybe don't pre-order it or anything. Don't get too invested in that notion. But uh, yeah, uh, launch lineups for both consoles. You ready? Day one. You ready? Wait, what? Are you sitting down? Been, they, seriously? Yeah. All right, do it. Do it. Say it. it. Okay. Um, this is the Xbox One stuff. Twenty-three games. Uh, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag. Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, Crimson Dragon. What is that? That's the uh, game made by the guys who did Panzer Dragoon. Oh, that's the one with the silent trailer. Yes. Yeah. The one that, because they screwed up the audio. Okay. Dead Rising 3, FIFA 14, Fighter Within, Forza Motorsport 5, Just Dance 2014, Killer Instinct, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Loco Cycle. I played that. Uh, mm-hmm. Madden NFL 25, so it's the I, I'm sure everyone has made this joke already, so I'm not going to, but that's a dumb naming convention. <laughs> like, just to switch because it's the 25th year. Well, that's, cause that's yeah, 25th anniversary, but it does kind of come off weird. Yeah. But hey, may, you know, maybe there won't be one in a dozen years, so we don't need to worry about it. Uh, NBA 2K14, NBA Live 14, so EA Sports is back with basketball. Uh, Need for Speed Rivals, Peggle 2, Power Star Golf. Rise, Son of Rome, which apparently also has in-game purchases, so that was a what? minor note on that game. Armor, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Skylander uh. Swap Force, uh, Watch Dogs, Zoo Tycoon, and Zumba Fitness World Party. Can I point out how much that just sounds like a, a normal kind of release point for the 360? Kinda, and I mean, so many of those are also on PS3. And like PCs and, and, and 360s and like you know like it kind of mutes the excitement around a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. Killer Instinct is a new thing. That'll be a new thing. Dead Rising Three, Crimson Dragon, Crimson Dragon. Like Four, there's Forza Five. I guess that's just another Forza though. Yeah, there's like a small handful that'll be like this is the only place you can play this. So that's kind of unique and interesting. But uh, yeah, nothing about that list is really Exciting. blowing my mind. Um, I guess. For for PS3, I think this is, yeah, this is between now and end of year, so December 31st, I guess. Like, some of these might not be day one, but a lot of the same titles. Like, the oh my God. NBA, yeah. Call of Duty Ghosts, Skylanders, Need for Speed, Battlefield 4, Madden 25, FIFA, NBA Live. Those are all also coming there. Um, unique stuff, Killzone, Shadowfall, Drive Club, hashtag Drive Club. Is, so, is it actually... Yeah, that is part of the what? title. Uh, Knack, that uh, Mark Yeah, if I click on the article, it just calls it Drive Club. So. Okay, um, and that that's it for unique stuff. All, literally, the other ones are also on both. Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, Just Dance, and Lego. So, okay, 
video games will eventually, you know, come out on that thing that aren't available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, Infamous is coming in February 2014. Like that is a maybe a high profile exclusive title. Um and you know that everybody's gone to the Raptures exclusive, but that's not soon. So don't don't get too keen on that happening right away. So yeah, I don't know. Launch launch day stuff not, you know, I mean, we've lived this experience this past year with the Wii U just kind of sitting around. Because, like, we got that new console. Um, alright. I played Zombie U. That, that was cool. And then you just kind of sit around for, like, nine months. And then you play Game & Wario. And then, you know, Earthbound, maybe? Like, the, the, you know, launch lineup stuff, there's usually not the high-profile, awesome thing day one. And, I mean, hey, I guess if you want to play all those kind of multi-platform games with slightly better graphics, better textures, ideally faster frame rates and stuff. Hopefully that'll pan out on PlayStation 4, so if you want to get your Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and stuff there, that makes sense, and so you'll you'll get some gaming on this holiday season, but maybe wait? I don't know. Are, are you yeah, waiting? No, are you nothing has really fired me up for the next generation yet, but then again, that's almost always the case with the new console. Right. But I mean, we're, we're kind of gaming fiends in a way we like games maybe too much are you still gonna go in on this right away well i've already got my ps4 pre-ordered okay so you're one of those one million yep yeah so despite kind of ho-humming the launch lineup we'll be there we'll be there well it's almost like a case of future proofing i guess like being prepared for when the good stuff comes out but i have a feeling that the next let's say year Mm -hmm. year and a half of the console generation is going to be kind of boring and then it'll finally pick up so well, it's gonna be like what's going on with the wii u and what happened with the 3ds i mean yeah like if you've been kind of pe- keeping up on like pc ports of stuff whenever like you've kind of almost been in the next gen for a little while yeah if you're a pc gamer you're, you've been set for a long time yeah like it's just like oh no it'll like the stuff that's just like this was literally not possible before like this is unprecedented video game innovations like that stuff I don't know when that'll happen. I'm almost, like, honestly, more and more kind of looking over at the Oculus people and being like, I think that might be the thing. Maybe. That could be the differentiator that changes how this works, like, in a fundamental way. Yo, if you could play Miyazmata with the Oculus, think about that. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know if you can port that weird, unique engine to it. Okay, anyway... Over back to Sony News, uh, Dark Souls 2 is coming out next year. But hey, if you got a PS3, maybe you can get in on that beta. It starts up in October. Ooh. So get, click like on the Facebook page. This is basically just a PSA for Dark Souls fans. Um, there's a beta Yeah, because that game's out. not even out until like February, isn't it? Yeah, this is like early access stuff, like four months early look at Dark Souls 2. So if, you, if you've been concerned about, like, are they going to make this too easy or whatever, you can probably deal with some of those fears sooner rather than later uh so october i you know i'm i don't know i'm not an expert at those but i might try to get into that too see if i can take a look at it but yeah dark souls 2 that's coming out um beta times and i guess just a small little thing here about uh gog um good old games they they kind of have a lot of cool stuff they have a new way of submitting indie games to their like consideration thing at first i was like is this kind of like greenlight but it seems like no, they're actually going to try to, you know, advance royalties and stuff. Like they're they're kind of trying to improve their relations with indie developers. So this could conceivably be a kind of cool thing for smaller smaller teams out there. 
Um, and Good Old Games is a pretty cool platform for picking up games as well. Uh, they have like hot titles like Miyazmata's on there. Miyazmata. This is not going to become another Deadly Premonition, is it? I think because I've already beaten it, probably not. But this is the one week where it'll be at that peak level. So I apologize to anyone out there who's like, "Oh my God, I hate Miyazmata now because I've heard too much about it." So I'll stop. I'll stop doing that. Um, but good old games. Check it out. Let's move on to emails. It's been a long episode. Already. Emails. Holy yeah! Wow. Oh man. Sorry for you know. We, we were talking about our games a long time. It's a good thing Sean games. wasn't here to talk about his list. Yeah. I don't know what he's been playing. Who knows? We'll find oh, out man. next time. But uh, is, is, Do you think Sean's going to solo cast next week because he's not going to PAX? Maybe. Although I guess we could... Maybe I'll try Skyping in from down there, but hotel internet is dodgy. I'm, I'm not going to chance it. I'm also not even going to be getting into like 7 p.m. Thursday, so okay. I'm driving. So maybe there's a solo cast, so we'll we'll find out. What Sean's and if not, to. then the week after will just be a lot of PAX talk. Yeah, so get used to long episodes for a little while here. Um, got a couple questions, though. Uh, if you want to send us some, uh, Facebook's kind of the best way to do that, maybe. But uh, we also have a, a Twitter, TDP Podcasts. And uh, there's an email address as well, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Um, first question here is from Ronan. Who would win in a fight between the three of you, Sean, John, or Nathan? Sean. I was actually, yeah, I was probably going to say Sean, too. He is the most he, fit. He, he is the most athletic, athletic of the three of us. Yeah. Uh, he would also probably be willing to fight dirty as well, which would take out my advantage of fighting dirty. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, if it came down to it, I'd try my best to kind of go as savage as I can, but I am not, you know. Also, I'm going to say maybe my glasses thing, like, you, you hit me once in the face and I lose my vision. Uh, that are might... you near or farsighted? I am nearsighted. That's not that much of a disadvantage. Okay, because like I'd still be able to like. Well, there is a blob over here that's probably yeah. the person. If, I'm if you to were punch. farsighted, you'd be screwed because you'd be like, oh god, there's just a blur. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe it wouldn't be that bad. Like I just like this question brought back flashbacks of like high school wrestling class or whatever, like in gym, and mm. without glasses, it kind of becomes like this weird disorienting mess. But that might also make it easier to throw a punch at somebody you know. Because you can't see them. This would be weird. Why are we fighting in this scenario? We <laughs> because we can. Not. We have to assert physical dominance on top ten perspective. Apparently, that's what we're all about. Wow. Okay. I hope this doesn't actually pan out. But yeah, no. I guess we both agree. Sean would probably destroy us. Um. Next question is from Renee. What do you think of the rise in MOBA games in the last few years? Are they the MMORPGs of today? Um. Do we have any experiences in this? Field actually is kind of part of this question. Like, have you played any of those? Like the Dota's, uh, the I I've Heroes watched of New people Earth. play Dota, like the original Dota on Warcraft Three, League of Legends. I've watched some League, uh, but I've never played. Okay, I I downloaded Dota Two for all. Like I I got it sometime late last year, like the beta period. It was still, and I booted it up exactly one time, and I I guess I misunderstood what was happening because like I was told there were tutorials that were pretty elaborate. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll at least see what this is. But the tutorial so resembled an actual online game, I got scared that I was actually in an online game. And I've heard so many rumors about like, oh, if you don't know what you're doing, people just get pissed. They just start yelling oh, at you. Well, that's just that's just how online games in general. Really. Yeah, it's like a, it's a t- you're, you are forced to depend on people in that game. Yeah, it is such a community like team sport, I guess you could say that if someone's not pulling their weight, it becomes apparent like absolutely immediately. And I was that type of pressure. I was not. You know, I don't like talking to people online, like on headsets. 
on a in a game, you know, like Halo and stuff, I'll just mute everybody. Like I think it, it depends on the game for me. If you don't, if it's not like the the whiny Xbox Live twelve year old kind of stereotype, yeah, then it's okay. If we can hold a conversation and actually talk about the game, then I am all for talking on headset. I don't mind working together at all. Right. So you know, I I just have not cracked through the mold on understanding that stuff. I've been talking to Paul a lot lately about you know the international just happened, and just mm-hmm. kind of getting some sense of like what. MOBAs and Dota specifically are all about, but um, I don't know. Just I'm not that competitive of a game player either. Like this, this seems like a long-term commitment. Whereas, like I will typically, like you know, I'll pick up the new Halo or something. I'll play it online for like two weeks or something, have some fun, and then pretty much never play it again. Like that's just how I do. Like you know, CS:GO came out. I got really excited for about two, three weeks, maybe. Like my nostalgia pushed that one a little further. But that's it. Like, I'm not going to get in for the long haul on something like that. Like, it's just, it's it's too apparent too quickly that you're kind of just grinding over, like, you're just not accomplishing anything. Like, I guess this has a deep enough skill set that maybe it's more like a fighting game. Like, you're, like have you ever really invested in a fighting game? Like, you got really uh, good at, like, your, you know, Akuma or something. And... For a while, I, I used to play a lot of Guilty Gear competitively with my friends, and, like, there was a, there was a big scene on the university that played Guilty Gear. Okay. So, uh, like... I also got good at Capcom versus SNK2, but, like, I haven't played any of those in a while, so I've gotten rusty. Okay. But, like, that seems to be the only comparable point, like, is multiplayer games of other sorts or whatever. Are they the new MMORPGs? In terms of popularity, like, yeah. It's crazy. You know, like, the numbers for LoL are way bigger than WoW is right now. Like, that, you know, and that's kind of the big, like, what is it? It's like 7 million and are currently playing WoW still, and last stuff I was hearing about League of Legends was, like, 11. Yeah, it? no, it, it's, it's definitely probably the most popular game now is currently League of Legends. And, I mean, there was there was a big story about League of Legends this past week, too, but I just don't have any notion of what's going on there. I guess some accounts got compromised, like 120,000 LoL accounts got taken or something like so i guess if you have an account on league of legends maybe check your email or something like maybe but uh yeah no i i don't have any firsthand i i think i actually installed league of legends as well but i also just did not check it out for fear of the community chastising me so yeah that's social hangout maybe if i play with people but then worst like best case scenario i'll really like dota and then i'm in trouble because apparently it's an infinite time destroyer It'll eat your life like an MMO. So again, yes. They, Except they are... you don't have the pay to play it at least, so you're saving money. That's true. That it's purely cosmetic for the paying stuff, right? Like you just get a new hat or a new trinket, and it doesn't really matter. So the game is still stable. But yeah, I don't know. Any interest? You gonna get MOBA? Get go MOBA crazy? Honestly, I, I a lot of four. my friends have been trying to get me to play Dota. Okay. Or not not Dota, uh, League. So League's not not even Dota 2 hassling. This is League of Legends. No, okay. uh, the only person who's mentioned like maybe trying it out was Paul, but even then he wasn't like trying to push it down my throat. Okay, okay. So I don't know. I'm sure at some point I'll try it out, but there's so many other games I want to play or have to play that it just it's not in the cards. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Like I I mean, like, I I want to know what's going on in like the gaming scene, and it's clear MOBAs are huge, and like people have been saying that for several years. Like, uh, the first Dota even was making quite a splash at the University Video Game Club, like a few years ago when I was there, and I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't like. If I, back then, my understanding was just like, oh, it has something to do with Warcraft. I don't like that. I don't like RTSs, so I'm just not gonna play it. 
and that was as far as it went. I, I'm not a big RTS guy either. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. But I, at the same time, I'm curious. Like, the, I'm getting more and more curious as time goes on. As more and more people say, like, wow, this game is absolutely extraordinary. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, okay. That's it. That's for questions. Uh, again, email, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Uh, check those out. Games of the week. Did we or did we say what they are? I don't even remember if we even said what our emails and Facebook and Twitter were. I did, but I can you know TDP podcast on Twitter and top down perspective at gmail dot com on Facebook. You know, just search for stuff. Top down perspective, yeah. Yeah. Um, games of the week. What what, what is your standout? Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling dive kick. I think dive kick's gonna be wow. my game of the week. Okay, there's this is just a big list of stuff. You know, you got brothers. People are loving that. Charlie Murder. It, if I had Dream to, Team. If if you want me to put things in order, it would probably go dive kick, Dream Team, Charlie Murder, Switch Force, uh oh, Brothers, Flashback. Ooh, see, I was kind of getting sense. Flashback might be on the bottom. That's that's too bad. But okay, there you go. That is a ranked but, list. Well, that that's a hard list to the rank too, because I really enjoyed Charlie Murder. I'm really enjoying Dream Team, and Dive Kick is super fun. Okay, so for super fun levels, uh, Dive Kick is yeah. the winner. Based based on pure amount of super fun, I'm giving it Dive Kick because it's a game that you can play in small doses if you want, or it's a game you can play in larger doses if you want. Okay, it's that kind of game. And man, like I started this week convinced this is going to be gone home because man, I've been anticipating for a long time, and I did have a pretty interesting experience with it. But just in light of how much nonsense came out of my mouth about Miyazmata, I apparently really like that game, so I'm going to have to give it to that. It's just so good. I'm not surprised after the conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I... Yeah, I need to further think through all of that business, but uh, I think in the end, yeah, just the amount of time I was totally willing to throw into that game without question, like, just like, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, Me and Smata is the game of the week this week, so check that out on Steam or good old games. Um, Dive Kick's available on all sorts of stuff now, too, so yep. those are our recommendations for this week, and yeah, thanks for joining us for this pre-packed late August uh, edition. Um, oh, John, so you're the stuff. you're the one ostensibly actually hosting, so I apologize for stepping on your no, toes. It's okay. No, it's okay, man. We've kind of switched back and forth on this one. Okay, okay. Um, I remember I even said in the beginning like there's no real host this week if we're just gonna tag off. Okay, that is true. So at any final salutation or whatever, like last. Uh, if you're going to PAX, uh, you can find both of us there, just kind of wandering around. That's just true. Just message us on Twitter, probably the best way to get in contact with us. Yeah, I mean, periodic check-ins on Twitter probably via Yeah, because we can't usually use our data while we're there, unless we have Wi-Fi access. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, Twitter's a good way to kind of touch base with us, so if you're down there. I guess Proton John and, uh, Krasnor with a K. Yeah, Pro- Proton underscore John for my Twitter. Yes, there you go. Um, and yeah, no, we'll gladly see folks there and have a good time playing video games talking about them and stuff um, yeah. Yeah. and when we get back we're going to have a really long episode probably talking about PAX and Sean will be upset at us the entire time yeah it's just like oh guys we've got to stop recording and it's just like what do you mean that one we did before was two hours we need to go thanks for listening we, 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 we talked way too long about what games we played yeah I, I hope that was useful information for you guys uh, th- thanks again for listening I guess check out our YouTube page maybe there's, there's yeah. some well, dumb once stuff. we figure out how to get the podcast posted there, because we have the time limitations on that channel, it'll be you'll see the podcast there as well. Right, because I can only imagine like everyone who listened to this episode is like, man, I just want to listen to more Mia's Mata talk. Where can I get that? <laughs> there is 17 minutes waiting for you over on YouTube. So get hype. Yeah, top down perspective on YouTube. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Talk to you. Talk to you, John, and the, the listeners by proxy next week. 
See you then, guys.